Blog Talk Radio. Coming at you live. It is Buzzworthy Radio, where you can get the latest buzz on all your favorite shows and stars. Buzzworthy starts now. Hi, I'm Crystal Chappelle from Guiding Light, and you are watching the brilliant Buzzworthy Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to a new special edition of Buzzworthy Radio. I'm your host, Navelle J. Lee, coming to you live on this Tuesday, August 18th, 2009. It's 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Coast Time. We are going to be having a wonderful, fantastic show for you guys. I'm excited about it. I know you guys are excited about it. Who isn't excited about this? We are having a special Guiding Light tribute show, our 201 episode, our 201st episode. This is how we're celebrating this milestone. We're celebrating with another milestone, that of 72 years of the esteemed CBS So Classics Guiding Light. Joined by wonderful, wonderful guest stars today, and one of them being my special co-host for the day. She was here last week. She is here with us again this week, Ms. Avira Roussel. Hi again. How are Hi, you? Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? We're doing good. Thanks so much for coming out and doing this again and having fun with this show, man. I'm excited. I'm super I'm excited. excited. Me, too. <laughs> Me I, too. I Honestly, I never thought I would be doing something like this in my lifetime. I really never thought that at all. And it's just it's just great that we're going to be having having this golden opportunity to be talking to some some favorites some favorites of the show and finding out what they're doing now and what it was like being on the guiding light. That, this is great. Well, the good thing also is that a lot of people couldn't make the show uh, because they're all working and some people are calling from different sets. So it just shows that when you're on guiding light, there's a great future and uh, there's a great audience. And I congratulate everybody. It's very exciting. Absolutely. So. I, I do encourage you fans. I do encourage you fans that are listening right now. A lot of people are right now starting to come into the chat room as we speak. Um, so they are making their way. I did open the chat room rather rather late, so they are starting to progress into the room right now. But I implore you fans, you don't have to shy away from calling into the show today. I know we got a packed house today, but you know what? You can also call in if you want to ask some of these guys a question that you like. Uh, that you want to know from them. So call into the show. It's 646-595-4228. Elvira called in on that line. You guys can call on that line, too. This is for you. This is for all you guys that are fans of the show. I implore you guys to call in. Dawn's going to be calling in. She'll be helping me out with the switchboard today. So she will, uh, she will take the reins of the switchboard and of the chat room. So she is like my chat room moderator goddess. So <laughs> I, I'm, I'm enjoying that. And everybody, I, I just want to tell you right now, before we bring on our first guest, and I'm telling you who our first guest is, you just have to wait and see. But I do want to say before we bring in our first guest, everybody's in the, in the room, and you can offer your opinion on this, is they're all saying that they love Guiding Light so much, uh, they're not sure if they can listen to this show without bawling. What do you think? Well, I think, I think everybody's very sad it's going off the air. 72 years, I mean, we all grew up with it. It was always there. It's a... Uh, it's uh, like losing Walter Cronkite in a sense, isn't it? I mean, these are these are icons of television and uh, families that we 
of and care about and be feel part of. And, um, yeah, I think we're all very sad about it. And I, I think that uh, we'll have to follow everybody to their new path, you know, their new, new places. Yeah. You think uh, you think a lot of people will find uh, you'll find uh, a light elsewhere. I mean, I really don't want to say that. I really don't want to say that because I really don't want the light to end at all. But do you think that that they will most likely well, I'm, you go know, on to I mean, new, new avenues? I'm not privy to the powers that be at the moment. I mean, I'm not you know I'm not on the show. I mean, I was not on the show recently, so um, I don't know what the plans are. I mean. I had heard in the past they were planning on doing it online in some way or they were looking for another network. I hope maybe that might still happen. Uh, one never knows. I mean, I don't know that it's totally gone. And, and the industry is changing as we speak. I mean, most shows are going on to cable now rather than on networks. Uh, there's been great, it's great been a, there's been a great deal of talk about this. So I, I think that everything is changing so rapidly uh, that one never knows what's going to happen next. So I I I, I say never say never and uh, keep keep the hope and the light in the in your eyes and and keep following all these wonderful actors and directors and writers and crew members to different shows. I mean, this is you know people are if they're good they'll be working somewhere else and you can catch them being good somewhere else. Right. Please. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So I have I have Dawn on our switchboard right now. She's here. She'll be moderating everything. I want to introduce you to Dawn Griffin from Soaptown USA. Dawn, we are on with Elvira. How is say hello? Hi, you guys. Hi. How are you? Hi, Elvira. How are you? Great. Here I am. <laughs> Great. Welcome. This is going to be fun. Yes, this will be fun. Shall we go to our first uh, fun guest? All right, everybody. Our first guest is with us right now. She didn't know we were on mute because I had muted her because um, she heard everybody talking. So I was like, oh, no, they can't hear you yet until I unmute you. <laughs> <laughs> they, can't, they cannot hear you yet. So uh, she is now unmuted. I want to introduce you all to our first guest, Denise Pence, who played the role of Katie Parker on the show. So oh, my much. God. Hi, guys. How are you? Hi, Denise. Hello. Hi. Hi. Can you? Can you we can hear you can just you fine if that's, what, if, if that's what you were about to ask, because that's what it sounded like you were about to ask, if we can hear you just fine. We can hear you just fine. Okay, good. I'm in an in-touch network radio booth, and it's very air-conditioned and quiet in here, but I'm not really sure where you guys are. You can hear me, right? Yes. Yes. Cool. Oh, do we have a delayed reaction on time here Yes. A little bit, a little bit, yeah, a little bit. But, I, yeah, we, we can hear you just fine. I think we can hear you on time, too. But uh, I'm envious that you're around air conditioning. I'm envious. I don't have that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's oppressive in New York today, so yeah. I like to hibernate in an air-conditioned area. In Touch Networks is where I'm doing some uh, radio shows right now. Okay. So, yeah, you know In Touch? I do know In Touch. I actually got to talk to somebody who works for In Touch, so it was great. Yeah, we to cast the blind, and I have a trivia buff thing that I call myself Dakota Steve, which is where he has been guiding like fans ever hook into In Touch Network, they'll pick up on Dakota D. <laughs> My own little thing. Your own little thing. So yeah. Let's 
So let's talk about your uh, former character on The Guardian Light. How are you introduced? Tell us a little about the character of Katie that, uh, for those fans who do not know and those fans that want to remember. Um, actually, I think Elvira and I hit a kind of perfect storm with Guiding Light when it aired. Uh, when I came in, it was a half-hour show, and it was building to the hour show. So I think I was put under contract as an extra kind of help that was going to take me into they didn't know where. But um, she eventually grew, and um, it was kind of weird because I was having such a great time. I mean, I got pregnant on the show, and... I mean, not in character, but I was, I remember laughing a lot during those early years on Guiding Light. I had a director, John Pasquin, who kind of called the comedy in my character, and Alan Potter, the executive director, executive producer at the time, he was just, you know, he was so supportive and helpful to the whole cast, and we were like a, a little repertory company doing the best we could do. And we hit number one. Actually. You hit number one. You remember that, yes, good. Yeah, we would. That was the first. I think Guiding Light was sort of ignored by the Emmys for a lot of years, and there was a lot of heat behind the fact that we got number one uh, under the Dobson's writing team and all of. And I, I look back, I really think that it was because it's like a perfect storm. You know, we had some great writers, we had a great company, we had great directors. And everybody did their job, and it just kind of filtered down to the public watching. And I was really proud of that time in our lives. Well, did you get to work with uh, Joe Beth Williams? Yes, Joe Beth was on the show at a certain point, a uh, much shorter t- period of time. I figured she came in because of John Be- John Pasquin directing. But um, I remember John just being this theater director that really loved working the rehearsal rooms, which I loved. And then he was going through a learning process with camera. So that was his whole reason for being in soap opera. He wanted to learn camera. And I think he went on to do film out in California. Yeah, I lost a lot touch of with everybody. I wish yeah. it's hard to keep in touch with everybody. Although this morning, it's so weird. I, I hooked into Twitter which I've never done in my life, and I, uh, and I thought, oh, I wonder what this is all about. So I signed up for Twitter, and I immediately got all these hits, one from a casting director out in California, and I Twittered that I was going to be on the air today at 1 p.m. Now, God knows <laughs> if she got it or I don't know. It's like it's, it's a weird world out there now. It's very really, different. It, it really is. It really is. I, I want to yeah. know, too. I want to know, too, what was it like working with the Dobson? Like, I mean, I heard so many great things about them. I really never got to watch a lot of their work. What was it like working with them on the show? I don't think I'm understanding that. Was that a question to me? Yes. Uh, working with the Dobsons on The Guiding Light, what was that like working with the Dobsons on, on, under their helm? Dobson? I never. Yes. Welcome. I mean, comparatively speaking, with uh, Doug Marlins, who took over after the Dobsons, from what I remember, the Dobsons were very sketchy in their outline, and therefore the writers were had a lot of freedom. The, the daily writers had a lot of freedom to develop these really little mini... For, and I felt it was a lot like stage, you know. They were really well-written. Do you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite storyline that you had 
done on the show that you just think to yourself from time to time, that was really good. I love that storyline. You know, do you have any of those kind of moments at all? Or Denise, are you there? Yeah, I don't know. Did we lose her? Did Y'all lose can hear me. You, you can hear me just fine, right? I can hear you and I can hear Elvera, but I think we lost Denise. Okay, I think we did. Okay. I think we did. Let me let me try to get her back here. Hold on one second. Okay. Um, in the meantime, um, I just wanted to ask uh, Denise what it was like being on the Big Bower picture, family picture, picnics because that's when pretty much the whole cast was on stage with all the different storylines weaving in between um, crisis and joy and happiness and, that, you know, all the, those different things. And I think that was uh, interesting, the way that would always we always weave together and always sort of put a cap on the year and, and let everybody see everybody all at once. You know, I, I, I'm glad you mentioned about the Bauer barbecue because it was a nice change to actually see them actually do a Bauer barbecue this year because we really yeah. didn't have that for several years right now. So it was like... Right. Wondering why it, you know, it it just seems like they wait until something like this happens in order for them to bring out all those stops. Why didn't we have the Bauer barbecues every year? Like it has been, it's been a tradition on the show, has it not? Right, right. It was and a great tradition. Just to have them stop doing that, and then it it just seemed like then they were filtering out the Bowers these last several years, and now they're bringing them back onto the canvas again. I have to tell you something. It's kind of funny. When I went back to visit the show after I left the show, I happened to show up in the studio to have lunch with somebody the day of the Bauer barbecue, and, one of, and a couple of the cast members said to me, here, come here, go sit down in the, go sit at the table and see if anybody notices that you're back on the show. And we were, thinking about, it for, <laughs> we were thinking about it for about two minutes, and I said, oh, no, 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 can't do that. Don't rock the boat. I'm, I'm, I'm gone. <laughs> but it was so funny, you know. The Bauer Barbecue. And I think that was when Melanie, uh, uh, who is now on this uh, CSI New York show, Melanie, uh-huh. she, it was her first day, and I thought, what a beautiful woman. You know, I thought, wow, what a great addition to the show. And now she's a big, you know, primetime star. See, another example of Guiding Life, you know, breeding the, the future. Great. I, it still, it still bothers me. It, didn't start hitting me until maybe about this month that Guiding Life's not going to be with us for quite some time. That, like we only have like a month left with the show. Exactly a month now. It's the 18th, wow. isn't it? We have exactly wow. 30 days left with this show. And right. now it's starting to dawn on me that we are going to be losing one of the greatest, one of the greatest shows of all time. I mean, no right. matter what you say about it, no matter what has happened as far as writing regimes and everything of the sort. Guiding Light has been a part of our lives for how many years? I mean, it's been on for 72 years. And for those who've been watching for, like, a long time, you know, it's been a part of your lives. You're going to get upset. You're going you're gonna to have those moments where you're going to be reliving every single moment of yeah. what you've seen on the screen. You know, that you're going to have those times. You're going to have those... You're going to have those moments. And, you know, a lot of the fans are right now saying that they don't think they can make it through this without crying and thinking about that stuff. Right. Have we got Denise back yet? No, I'm still trying to call it back. I'm also 
also well, let's, wanted... let's give her a shout out in case she's listening to this. Denise, do call on 646-595-4228. If, you, if we can't get you, call us at 646-595-4228, as well as the fans, anybody who wants to call in, right? But, That's right. Right. Wow, you're doing very good, man. Yeah, Alberto, you might have a new uh, job here. I think we have a new John Driscoll, Don. Is that isn't that funny? Yeah. <laughs> that's well, like our it, to... that's our inside joke on this show because it, it's like he John Driscoll's been on this show for like six million times. Has it been? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I lost oh, <wow>. count. <laughs> it, it, it just seems like he he's like he's like the he's like a better co-host than I am. <laughs> Oh, that's great. That's wonderful. That is a shame. um, You know, I do want to ask Denise if we can get her back about the union work. She's been doing a lot of work with the unions and uh, uh, the acting unions, which have been having a lot of trouble and a lot of bad press. And uh, I do want to mention this, as a a matter of fact. I mean, I I walked on the Working on that. Yeah, definitely working on that. So hopefully I can get her back here before we bring on our second guest of the day. But, uh, I just I just want to mention that, you know, the actors' unions are getting a lot of bad raps and, you know, claims of things, but the writers' union went on a very big strike, and all of us actors were marching with the writers, and we actors did not go on a strike, and we for a year did not have a contract in many things. So, you know, let's, let's, let's applaud the actors for not putting people out of work and for, you know, dealing with a lot of aggravation. This union is very important, and, um, you know, being a, you know, the acting union, um, I want to show some respect for them. And I, have have a I do have a question for you before we bring on the next uh, before we bring on the next guest. I wanted to ask you. Um, I know we asked this last week, but uh, and I know more people right now have who have not probably heard this answer the first time. Let's 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 find out from them this time. Um, have you watched Gone Light in its current state, the new model, the new production model, and everything of the sort? Have you taken a look at it currently? Yes, I watched it this morning. I watched it yesterday. I've been trying to catch it. When I'm not off filming something else, I try to catch the show. I'm not I'm not advanced. I don't have TiVo or any of that stuff. I'm actually an You don't have TiVo? I, <laughs> I, I actually watch it at the time it airs, you know, <laughs> funny thing. But, and I, I, you know, I think there's just a lot of great actors, and uh, obviously uh, because of production money being cut down, I had to go on, you know, stand in the middle of fields a lot rather than be on sound stages, which I think hurt the show a lot. Um, although I did pioneer daytime uh, uh, location work with Guiding Light being all over the world, as I mentioned last week. I mean, Tenerife, Canary Islands, and um, St. Lucia, all these different places. So I think that added, but that was story-driven, and that gave us a great different storyline. And um, Guiding Light had to do a lot of the day-to-day outstanding in parking lots, which I don't think helped the, uh, the exposure of the show. The, the show was a much more glamorous, high-production-style show before, and I think that that was hard for the fans. Well, the thing about the uh, taping outside, yeah, it's it's nice to get out of the studio, but then they're going to single-camera because I've seen them tape before. It's single camera. So the editing, when they first started doing it, was really kind of choppy, and it almost made you seasick watching it. Well, I think that's because they did it handheld, and they never put them on sticks, you know, the the, uh, the three uh, holes that hold up the camera. 
I think that if, if there had been more use of sticks, I mean, I, I'm filming a documentary right now, and I, I try very hard. And since I'm the one doing all the camera and everything, and I have sound problems coming out of your ears, I try very, very hard to get things on stick as much as possible and, and, and do a smooth movement. And with the, the brevity of time they have, the, I mean, this is an hour show of the day. I mean, that's horrifically ter- very hard. And to take that out of a studio four-camera setting uh, gives a lot of problems to it. I mean, a lot of technical problems. So I, so I must say what they did, I mean, more power to them. You yeah. Know, congratulations, you know, because it, it's hard. Yeah. yeah. It's very hard. Yeah. But it did improve over time, and it is nice to get outside, but they don't do all these flashy remotes that they used to do back when you were on the show where they went to Santa Domingo and and some well, tropical they didn't, island. They didn't have the money, I don't think. Yeah. Now, we, got, we have a new guest star coming on any moment, don't we? Yes, we do. Oh, my gosh. Dawn, I have to tell you, she's really good. How did she know that I was... I already had him on the phone. That's so okay. funny. Alvaro, I think you found your new line of work. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are joined by our second guest of our, our two-hour block here, Mr. Michael Loney, who is contributing editor to Soaps and Death magazine. How are you doing, sir? Thank you for being here. I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me. Anytime, anytime. So I want to I start off right off the bat and ask this question. It's a very generalized question, of course, but I really do want to know. How long have you been doing this work in the magazine? How long have you been watching the soaps? Got any light in particular, of course, just this is about that. But, uh, I've been a member of the fourth estate, as they call it, in journalism since late 1991, uh, and I've worked at most of the magazines before landing happily at, at Soaps in Depth. And um, I've watched Guiding Light probably going back to the Dobson era back in the late, uh, mid to late 70s. It's a show that I've never had to cover. I've never been assigned to cover the show. Um, But it's one that I've always watched because I've wanted to. And hi, Michael. This is Elvira. Hey, Elvira. How are you? I'm good. So I understand, Michael, that you have been working very hard on a an issue of CBS Soaps in Depth that's going to be a tribute issue to The Guiding Light? Yeah, we have an issue coming out in mid-September. Um, I believe it will be on sale on September 14th. And in it, there will be a section um, devoted to, uh, you know, Guiding Light. We'll talk to current and past members. How wonderful. Um, yeah, we really wanted to include, you know, to make it encompassing for the long-time viewer and, and the more recent viewer of Guiding Light because I think everyone's going to miss the show and, and I think this issue would be a nice keepsake to have. I'm well, I'm going to buy ten copies. I'm just telling you right now. Okay. Ten. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll mail you nine, so you only have to buy one, but thank you very much. Oh, can you do the same for me? Mail me nine and I'll buy one. I that, will, that's so I funny. Will. Request no, as many no, as possible no. for my I will, I will buy ten copies. No, no, this is this is a collector's item. Absolutely. I mean, it's in, I mean, it's history. It's amazing, amazing. Yeah. You I know anything about? To, oh, sorry. I was gonna say I have to say I'm I'm very much commend you guys for doing this special tribute to Guy Light in the magazine. As I was mentioning earlier uh, about about. The announcement of when Guiding Light was canceled, all we saw on another magazine, no name mentioned, but you know what I'm talking about, all it said was Guiding Light canceled. That's all we get on the cover is just a statement saying Guiding Light canceled. 
but you get no pictures. Yeah, you know, it's um, you know, if it were my call, I, I'd want to do like like a just a, a special whole separate issue only on Guiding Light. I mean, I I think that the show is so beloved by so many people that um, you know, people are going to be looking for closure come mid-September and even beyond um, if they're not already in, in terms of how they're going to say goodbye to the show. It's it's just going to be such a loss. Well, I'm I'm always I always enjoy reading uh, what you write and uh, what they their comments are. I think it's a great magazine and uh, it's done great coverage and and given the fans a lot of uh, little inside stories. I think everybody enjoys. I mean, it's much it is so in depth. I mean, it, it does let you know who the people are and um, as well off the stage as well as on the stage. And so it's just a great magazine. I'm glad you work for them. And I. I I know you you, you work for a lot of other outlets and um, are quite a reporter and quite a great interviewer. And uh, I think always what you write is very um, insightful and uh, positive. I've I've never seen you write negative, which I really appreciate, and I'm sure everybody else does who who works with you. Nadella, I think uh, we need to let Elvira continue on for a little bit longer here. (laughs) Oh, of course. No, I'm teasing. Thank you. you. So She's not building up your head now, is not, she? You know, no. Elvira and I got to know each other when we met a few years ago, and I did. I wanted to do, and my editors, you know, immediately said, of course, absolutely, wanted to do a keeping track article on Elvira, and I called it Finding Hope, and um, <laughs> it was great. I mean, it, it, I, I always enjoy, I enjoyed reading the magazines before I came to work for them, and I tried to bring to them what, I think the readers out there would want, and that's to learn things, or, or even that, just to have people say, "Oh yeah, they get it. They know what they know. I agree with that. I want. I am glad I can read that in a magazine. I'm glad other people feel it as well." Excellent. Yes, yeah, true. That's absolutely true. Excellent. Yeah. And so, and you're and you're writing. You write for other magazines as well. So, I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to uh, you updating me when you can on what where you're. New, uh, and newspapers also, right? In Boston, you write occasionally. I, I do. I contribute yeah. to a column called The Inside Track for the Boston Herald. And, um, you know, if, if a Red Sox fan moves uh, out here west in California, believe me, the, the Herald would love to hear about it, uh, especially if they're a celebrity. Um, and uh, I do some mainstream r- reporting for America Online. I cover Dancing with the Stars for them. And uh, it's okay. fun. I've got a fun job. Yeah, it's great. Wonderful. We actually got a caller in, on the on the line right now, since we did tell our fans to call in. So I believe we have a fan calling in right now. Area code 862, I don't know where you're calling from. Um, you're on the line with Buzz Worthy and our Guiding Light Tribute show with Elvira Roussel, Michael Maloney, Don Griffin from Stoketown, USA. What's your name? 862, you're on the line. 862 is very shy. I was about to say that. <laughs> All right, we'll leave you on the line. If you maybe maybe eight six two is with Denise. Maybe they're both having lunch now. <laughs> keep That's so people. funny. That's so funny. But but eight six two, if you definitely wanna, if you definitely wanna get in on the conversation, we'll definitely bring you back on. Just hit one, the number one on your phone, and I will unmute you again. But. Uh, but Mr. Michael, I have to ask you this. I mean, this is this is a storyline that everybody's talking about with Guiding Light now, and a lot of people don't want to see this. And I want your take on this. Everybody is loving the Otalia relationship. Yep. 
that's going on with this show right now. Why is it that many viewers are drawn into this couple? I'm one of them, but I, I, you know, I want your creative take on it. I'm going to guess here, because of the potential controversial subject matter, uh, they decided to do a slow reveal on this. They, they told the story very, very slowly and carefully, uh, perhaps more so than other stories that soaps in general tend to be telling at a faster pace these days. And I think in going for the slow burn, it, it, it's how they used to tell stories. And fans were able to get on board and go for the ride. I, I think the actresses involved are just both really compelling, and I think that that it, it was a combination of the of the slowly unfolding of it. I mean, we got to see Olivia come to this realization herself as she was doing it. It wasn't it wasn't rushed, and I think that's why people enjoyed it. I, I was on YouTube the other night, and the number of fan videos devoted to this couple, I haven't seen anything like it in a long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's been a great story, and I, I, I definitely hope Crystal uh, is submitted next year for um, for the Emmys. Well, if you saw the show today, Crystal went and uh, had a little uh, rendezvous with somebody else. Hmm. Hmm. That might <laughs> Tune in tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Throw a little confusion into the air, ladies and gentlemen. Tune in tomorrow. Yes. Oh, Olivia. It's probably Josh. Making, I think that is making people tune in tomorrow because they're, they're not putting a lot of labels on this storyline. They are just um, having Olivia question, ask questions, and examine her feelings. And I, I think that's what. Uh, soap characters used to do a lot more of, and it may be new territory, but it's old-fashioned storytelling. Absolutely. So in, other, so in other words, in layman's terms, like in a simple term, Olivia has issues. <laughs> she does, and she's she's not afraid to um, to address what those issues are. It's fantastic to watch. Now, do yeah. you and do you think? And we're all speculating here. We all are speculating. Hopefully, on this last day or in this last week, we see a reunion of Josh and Reva. You know, I, I am the, I am the Josh and Reva fan, first and foremost. Do you think we might see that on, on the last day? Uh, who are you asking? That's you for anybody who wants to answer it. <laughs> uh, I, 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 my guess is that we would. I have, I don't. It, it's so funny. I mean. We're often, you know, privy to advanced things, working with the magazines. But this is one time since Guiding Light is a show that I don't do a lot of work on. Um, I don't want to know. I want to be surprised. But I, but I would not be surprised at all to see that. Um, I think when a show ends, and I've, co- I've covered unfortunately a lot of them ending, or, or witnessed a lot of them ending, that they do a combination of reunions, and you know, for the most part, it's happy endings all around. There might be one or two characters left in some kind of, um, you know, dramatic limbo, or they don't get a happy ending, or they get a bittersweet ending. But mm-hmm. I think, you know, for it, for it not to be always for Josh and Reva would be. I'd be surprised if they don't do that. But I, but I don't know. Well, yeah. 
Michael, since we're going to have some other guests coming on later on, and if you if you're not busy, uh, can you just drop down this number six four six five nine five four two eight? Did you just read something on air that you weren't supposed to, Elvira? No, she was. No, she was able to read that over the air. No, no, no. Okay. Yeah, that's the number six four six. Okay. Five nine five. Yep. Four two two eight. That's for you and any fans to call in and ask questions. But also, if you if you're listening in, if you have a chance, once you go off air with us now, and if you have anything to contribute or ask, please call back in and and take part again. Okay. Am I being kicked out? What's going on? No, no Michael. No, you're not being kicked out. <laughs> I'm teasing. No, no, we're just, I'm teasing. I'm just, I'm just making sure that you have that so in case you can come back in later on with other people, uh, you know, and, and, and ask some more questions. We'd like to hear your questions. I mean, of course, you're a journalist, as are we supposedly right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like we're interviewing, but, don't, but don't you're, you Don't think I you won't, know. And, I, and I'll be a lot more lively than 862 was. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. That's good. <laughs> I, can I just mention? Can I just mention? Just like flat out, I'm like, Elvira, do you want a job as a co-host on this show? <laughs> what a great job! It's fun. It's fun. Uh, it's fun talking to everybody, you know, and catching up. It's just great. I mean, it's sad. It's under such a sad circumstance that the show's going off the air. Yeah. But as yeah. I said before, I'm pretty sure pretty much everybody on the show is going to be somewhere else. I mean, there's already been announcements of some. So what what are the changes? Uh, as a matter of fact, Michael, you might be able to tell us what are the uh, announcements that are coming out. I mean, have you noticed uh, if, if people are going to other shows, are they announced? You know, the only one that I know, I think, is the one that everyone knows, and that is Crystal Chappelle returning to Days of Our Lives in her role as Carly. And you know, as anyone who goes on YouTube can see that that stuff she did back in '92, '3 was really compelling with Louise Sorrell and. and mm-hmm. um, Michael Sabatino and other cast members. I mean, I think it was a real smart get for Days of Our Lives to approach her um, or, or to hire her to reprise uh, Carly. I think that was really smart. As, well, as for the others, I have not heard, but I, I am hoping that even though that things are, are you know, shrinking a little bit more than anyone would like in soaps, that I, I really hope that a lot of them, um, you know, work sooner than later. Right. And a lot of people from former Guiding Lighters are on a lot of different shows right now, including Terry Redorn, and um, a whole bunch of them are all over the place. So there is a future. When they come down the red carpet, you know, I I know I'm, I'm, and I do ultimately ask them about their new role, but in many ways, you know, and I think I might speak for a lot of viewers, is that Jerry is always going to be Ross Marler no matter how many years. Oh, absolutely. Clint Buchanan and, and... yeah, you know, I I think I even said that to um, Cassie DePiva once. I said, "Gosh, you're you know you're always going to be Chelsea to me." And and they don't, uh, for the most part, actors are really um, they take that as it's intended. They don't take it as rejection of their new role. They take it as uh, that their old role is just so fondly remembered and, and embraced by viewers that it's a good thing. I would have loved to have known what. Harry's thoughts and opinions were about about the show, how he feels about it, his first reactions to finding out about the cancellation. I mean, I would have loved for him to go back on the show on the last day, make a cameo appearance to Blake, you know, for the Blake and Ross fans, you know. Even if he wasn't alive, you know, he, 
you know, he could have came back as a vision to her, you yeah. know, and for him to not be not being able to come over to the show for that sole purpose, it's beyond me. I mean, you have Jeannie Cooper and Christian LeBlanc making cameo appearances on the final episode. Why couldn't he? Um, um, Navelle, the reason is because ABC's contracts prohibit that. Yeah, I, I mean, I know that. I yeah. do, I do in that capacity. I really do. But still, it, it's still getting like, is a staple. I'm like, couldn't there have been, couldn't have been a leeway for that. I mean, I, I'm uh, very, I'm, you know what I mean? Me. If they had found a way around it, they would have done it by now. But, I mean, they're, it's pretty ironclad. They can't, and the fact that ABC owns their soaps has a lot to do yeah, with they, it, too. They do own their soaps. I mean, if you think about it, like, it's very different to when Lauren Coslow made a cameo on The Bold and the Beautiful as her old character while she was still on contract with Days of Our Lives, but they're owned by the same company. No, actually, no, they're not, Aren't actually, Navelle. Uh, no? That more happened... Uh, no, the Bell Phillip uh, is not connected, to my knowledge, to Sony, which owns Days and, and Y&R, or owns parts of Days and Y&R. I'm not sure of the exact breakdown. But, um, you know, that was, a, I think, a worked out because Ken Corday and, and Brad Bell were able to, you know, work out a deal where they get Margot back for a few days and Days would get Stefano back for a few days because Joe Muscola was appearing on Days of Our Lives on contract. Um, I, you know, could it have happened with Jerry? It, it would have been nice if, if either the Pope or Brian Franz would have given special dispensation in this case. But... Um, you know, I think when you're crossing networks like that, it can be a very tricky thing. Um, but, it, uh, you know, I'm sure they could have worked in a Ross uh, flashback of some kind, and maybe maybe they have. Maybe they will. I, I'm, I'm going to be very interested in seeing the number of um, faces that are returning, uh, and I'm, I'm really looking forward. I think they could have done more with more people back. That would have been nice. <coughs> but... Um, uh, I am grateful that there will be a lot of familiar faces returning. Yes. Well, I can tell you, and I'll just say this in a general way, they all they will do something with Ross and Blake. It's not going to be Jerry Verdorn, but they will acknowledge that situation. Well, that, that, you know, I think that's great because closure is going to be very important. You know, viewers who've watched Guiding Lake for decades, um, we're going to have an extra hour a day now, and, um, uh, you know, that's a lot, and I, I think that they're going to be looking just to, just to have closure, like in any yeah. relationship. You don't do you think they're Do you think they're going to do any clips from the old shows on the last shows, or do you think they're going to just go out on a Guiding Lights present time show? That's a good hmm. question. That's a good question. That's a good question. I, I, I would love to see... You know, I haven't seen a lot of clips from the past ever since the new production model was implemented. Sometimes they recreate. They recreate the flashbacks, like with Buzz and Jenna. I believe those were recreated. I I couldn't tell. Um, no, they were. Yeah, they were recreated. Yeah. And and I, and I thought maybe they didn't want the jarring uh, production models to contrast each other that much, which you might have gotten in a flashback. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, it would be great to see some some flashbacks. I think we are going to see a great tribute to Guiding Light at the Emmys um, come uh, August 30th when it, that airs on the CW. Yes. Okay. And I think we'll all be seeing you on the red carpet, right, Michael? 
I will be there for soaps and depth, flagging down um, pretty much anyone who's willing to talk to me um, <coughs> and asking people to wait while I finish up one interview and get to the next. Um, because, yeah, I mean, it's, it'll be a great opportunity to... Uh, to talk to some people and get their thoughts and get their plans for the future. Hopefully by then, you know, people will have will be able to share uh, new roles that they're going on to and, um, and and have some news to share. Absolutely. I think that's a perfect segue to announce what we're planning to do on the red carpet, shall we? Yes. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Well, uh, this is what I was kind of hinting at on our last show, but I did not want to mention it until this program. We are I am going to be on the red carpet for buzzwayradio.net, but we're also going to be doing a very special uh, sort of a video version of this Guided Night Tribute show with Elvira alongside me, as well as Patrick and Darbo on the red carpet. So we are going to be doing that, and hopefully we can flag down some people as well to talk about their favorite moments on, on Guiding Light from the current members as well as past members of the show. So that should be interesting. That should be interesting. Yeah. Yep. And we'll try to talk to you also, Michael, because we'll want to hear you online and on, on and see your face. Sounds great. And he's got such yep. a cute face, too. He does. He's got yes. a cute face. <laughs> Michael's handsome. adorable. I'm sorry, Very Don, handsome. Don, what did Very you say? Handsome. Huh? I I, Don, I didn't hear you. What did you say? I said you're handsome. Oh, thank you, Don. Actually, I heard you. I just wanted you to repeat it. Thank you. Michael is handsome. I had a and feeling. Yes, all us women think he's very handsome, so okay, that's that's a fact. This is Elvira saying that, too, so go on, it's good. Go on. And by go on, I mean go on. <laughs> I'm not going to go on, but I will <laughs> I haven't met you, so I can't. I can't say anything. <laughs> See each other in a month. Meeting you at the at the at the red carpet. Um, no, it's like two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. It'll be here before you know it. I'm yeah. I'm anxious. I'm anxious. It's going to be a busy weekend. It's also the weekend of the <coughs> excuse me, Bold and Beautiful and Young and Restless Fan Club weekend. So I'm going to those too. So yeah. I'm going to be very busy. It, it is. It's, it's going to be very busy and. Um, you know, there'll be a lot of information to get out there kind of all at once in this age of, of Twitter, Twitter and the Internet. Did I say Twitter? Boy, the, Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> Twitter. Tweeting. We're tweet, tweeting tweet, on Twitter. Tweet is, tweeting is next. That's our new, our new we'll, we'll tweet to you. We'll tweet to you. <laughs> <laughs> so you have that number. We'd like you to call back in on that number with us, hang Absolutely. out. What's a good time to do that? You can, no, do it as soon as I, you can do it as soon as I disconnect you off this line, and you can call right back in on that one. I don't, can bring you on. Don't, don't think I won't in a few minutes. Okay, so again, it's 646-595-4228, yep. and that's for Michael and anybody else who wants to call in and talk to us. Sounds uh, great. Okay. All right. Great. Thanks so Thanks, much for having Michael. me. Talk Thank to you. Guys you. Have a good Thank day, you. Michael. Thanks, John. Talk Bye. guys. Bye-bye. Michael Maloney, everybody, from uh, Soaps and Death, contributing editor. What do you guys think? What do you guys think about him, huh? I think he's darling. I, when I was in California covering the GH Fan Club weekend, he gave me a ride to an event that was off-site. Isn't that... See, and huh? they say chauvinism is dead. 
Mm-hmm. So he's a sweetheart, really. Yeah. He's and he always he really does he does write really interesting, insightful articles on people, and he's very you know positive and uh, it's it's excellent, excellent. He's got and he's got good opinions. He really does know the business very well, very well. Yeah. Well, I I guess I'll have my hand full when I go out to California in the two weeks, huh? Is that That's what you guys right. telling me? Is that what you're telling me? Okay. And SoCal USA will be out there too. Whose phone is SoCal beeping? US- is it mine? I think it's his. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, SoCal USA will be there, okay? Uh, but me. you won't be there. I you won't, won't be there. there. But oh, SoCal okay. USA will be there. So that'll be cool. Yes, cover as much of Gotti Light aspect as you can. I will, and we'll give, be doing live Twitter updates. They'll be sending them to me, and I'll be putting them Are on Twitter. Good? I was asked if we were going to do ours live. I said, no, that's too much work. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I couldn't do that. I, I couldn't do that. I couldn't have all that equipment around me. I, no, there was no way you were going to catch me doing this live. No way. Well, I'll be getting a lot of text messages, and I'll be posting updates on Twitter from the Emmys and from the Bold and the Beautiful and Young and the Restless fan club luncheons. So well, hopefully I we'll just... see some good stuff and hear even better stuff. Now you, now you, Avera, you actually presented at the Emmys. What was it, in 1983? Um, I think so. It was 1983. It was the uh, Best Writer Emmy. Uh, Christopher Burnell, who played uh, Alan Spaulding, who originated the role, and I were presenting as a couple. And, um, and, and, it was, the beauty of it was that Douglas Moore won, so we got to present our own writer at the Best uh, Writer Emmy, which was just thrilling. And uh, it was very exciting. It was at the Waldorf Astoria, and very glamorous, and, uh, and and very different from what it is today, because back then, you know, we did the show, and everybody went home, and today, apparently, there's parties all night afterwards. I'm yeah. like, darn, <laughs> darn, <laughs> I missed all the fun. I mean, not that I'm a party girl, but, boy, it would have been nice to go out and, you know, just chat with people after, but, you know, everybody just would go home to work the next day, you know, it was like, you know, you have to get up early the next morning, so, very different, very different times, very exciting, though, very exciting, love the Emmys, and I was on the tribute show a few years ago when they tributed Guiding Light, I guess on the, I don't know, what anniversary, Um, it was like five or six years ago, and then we were all up on the stage together. And it was interesting, you know, essentially Ruby D was there and uh, a lot of different people that you would not remember were on Guiding Light once upon a time, you know. I mean, you know, Kevin Bacon didn't come that night, but he was on Guiding Light with us here. And Denise had more of a storyline with him than I did. I don't even think I actually, it's possible I didn't even have one scene with him because, you know, how, how the, the shows go. People intertwine with the, with the storylines they're involved with. But yeah. I think we were like sour barbecues and things like that together, but that's about it. Mm. And he said, wait, and did I tell you the story? I don't know if I did last time, that he actually came into the studio one day and said, there's this movie you ought to do, I'm going to go audition for it. And I said, I can't get out because I'm five days a week, and it turned out to be uh, the diner. (laughs) (laughs) Life is interesting. Life is interesting. Anyway, so are we we waiting for another new exciting guest? Yes, we are, and she's actually with us right now. Okay. Our next guest is here. If you can hear me, say hello. Or not. (laughs) 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 I'm like saying, if you can hear me, say hello, and she didn't say hello. (laughs) Are you with us? Are you with us now? 
Did you press Did you one? With us? Oh, come on, come on. Are you with us now? Me? Yes. If you I... are with us, say hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Who am I talking to? This is Elvira Roussel, and is this, the great, is this the great Mimi Torsion? Well, I don't know if it's the great Mimi Torsion, but it's Mimi. Hi, Elvira. Elvira, Hi. sorry. Hi. That's all right. How are you doing? I'm just doing fantastically. It's so great to hear your voice. I haven't seen you in so long. I know. I'm sorry. I've been away. I've been dealing with the necessities of uh, parental care for many years, but I'm back now. Well, Hopefully it's good you're to have... seeing a lot of me. Thank you. For- Thank great, you. great. It's too bad that we're all together here for such a sad occasion, though. I know. No, no, we were just no. saying that. I yeah. mean, re- reunions are wonderful, but, you know, you want to have a reunion for a happy thing, not for the death of something that uh, we've all loved, you've been so much a part of. I mean, wow. Yeah. It's a very good memory for me. It, to me, it's, it was my golden age of television. I mean, five years on that show, over a thousand hours of television, it was just amazing. It's <laughs> pretty amazing. And any yeah. amount of time you spend on that, anybody spends on that show could should be their golden age because it was, yeah. you know, the great, yeah. the greatest. greatest yeah. Time, yeah. 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 So, so what have I missed? <laughs> you missed the one. You missed the wonderful time here. Before we tell you that, I have to say that everybody in the room is saying that you are the Twitter goddess. <laughs> oh yes, she is. Yes, she is. Uh, I mean, I've just gone on Twitter. I've only been on, I think, for three weeks. I have. I think I hit a thousand, like a thousand and followers, a thousand right? and two today. It was like, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and it's also taken over my life. I mean, I, I've been trying to pay bills now for three weeks. I I, I just got oh. one done. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm doing other things, but. Well, Mimi, yes, because you're a great editor and writer. And what what are you working on? Are you working on anything other than the twittering right now? Well, you know, I've been uh, writing uh, about guiding life for Nelson Branco's uh, column, Soap Guys, that comes out on Mondays. Uh, he gave me a guest spot, and um, I've been really loving it. And, you know, I'm doing photography now. I have a website, MimiTorchinPhotography.com, and I'm selling photos. That's sort of the new me. That's fabulous. I've, I've seen They're amazing. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Beautiful, beautiful. Mimi, what do you take photos of? Well, I, I, uh, the, the website's focus it says Martha's Vineyard in Manhattan. It's because it's the, you know, I live on two islands, and they're both completely different from each other. I'm not much of a traveler, although I did go to Mexico recently. and I mean, I've been around the world, but not for a long time. So I take photos of what I see, and that's my gorgeous island of Martha's Vineyard and my vibrant, phenomenal island of Maybe Manhattan. Okay. I was so wondering what calling, that was. Where are you calling from now, Manhattan or Martha's Vineyard? No, no, I'm on the vineyard. I, I'm here for five months. I, I'm here usually from um, the end of May to the middle of October, and then I'm in New York for the the rest of the time. Well, I'm going to have to come up and visit you. I've never been to Martha's Vineyard. Well, and, uh, y- you're invited. Thank you. I will definitely get in touch. And uh, I believe we have a mutual friend, the great PR rep, rep, Wendy Morris. I'm sorry, who is that? Wendy Morris. Well, you know, I really, no, I don't think so. I don't think I know Wendy. Well, I guess maybe maybe a friend of hers told me because Wendy's the one who told me about your terrific photographs and website. Isn't that funny how the world yeah, gets yeah. around? Yeah, it is. Maybe maybe she works with uh, my friend Julie Nathanson. Um, uh, it's It's very possible. Uh, Julie's a, a well-known publicist. Is, is Wendy in L.A.? No, Wendy's in New York. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, 
Very interesting how the circle goes, right? Little, well, you know, I used to ha- I had an old boyfriend who always, he was British, and he was very witty, and he always used to say that there are only 200 people in the world, and the rest are just extras. <laughs> oh, God, that's so funny. Oh, my God. Six Isn't degrees that... of separation, right? Yeah, exactly. And let's see, and let's see now. Mimi, you are one degree from Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> We're all only just a few degrees from Kevin Bacon, and that is for right. sure. Exactly. Isn't that funny? Yeah. And we're all connected by Kira. You know, uh, everybody in the soap uh, world is uh, connected by Kira to, in some way to Kevin. Yep. Right, right. Amazing. So, so what, do you, what do you feel about the Guiding Lights, the future of the people on the show and the writers? And the I'm not worried about the people on the show. They're all, you know, uh, a lot of my favorites are already off to Venice, California, which I'm thrilled about. Mm-hmm. I think Crystal has been absolutely brilliant, and I think that she has uh, always been, since she's been on the show, I guess, what is it, 13 years, whatever it's been, she's been a, such a mainstay, and she's taking interesting people with her. Um, I, I don't ever worry about Kim. Um, I, I think, uh, you know, I, I think that they're such great actors. The show is just, uh, it, it's a cauldron of brilliant acting, and I think that they're going to, do fine. I mean, as for the the writers, um, I don't know because you know we're a shrinking business. We really are, yeah. We I, really are. I, I yeah, think people are going to have to look to other uh, other forms, other kinds of media. I think the internet is really, really, really going to be where it's at. Um, I'm finding it to be. Uh, I mean, almost as distracting for me as television, and I never, ever in a million years would have thought I could say that because I'm a total TV addict. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm well, serious. I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the, 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 num- the two number one in the primetime subs for me now are um, uh, Arby White and Captain uh, Diva. Uh, I'm, are, no, what, I'm sorry, what did you say they were? Because I'm, I'm having a, a, a little blip uh, coming through some of this conversation. I think that two of the new primetime soaps are Drop Dead Diva and Army Wives. Oh, I love Army Wives. I mean, I love it. It's it's really old-fashioned soap opera, and I I, uh, I like the actresses very much. I I've known Kim since the day you know her days back as Jenny, and I just think she's she's just matured into a beautiful, even more beautiful woman and a wonderful actress. And I, I'm I'm fascinated by uh, Army life. Because I grew yeah. up in a in Texas with an Air Force base, it was very prominent in our lives, and um, I, I find it to be very, especially now, you know, with with our men and women at, at war, it's it's interesting to see what happens at home. I, I don't know Drop Dead Divas, though. I don't. Uh, um, that's the one with um, uh, Mark that Margaret Cho is on. I think. Yeah. yeah. But you know, you know, it's going back. I think that that is one of the essences. Uh, the great part of the Army Watch show is that it is showing life back here in America while a war is going on and how the war affects these people. And this is something that I really, I, I, I think only one soap has really cut on that present situation. And I think that it would be nice if other shows acknowledged what's going on outside of their small town and the bigger world picture today. I think that that's much more interesting to people who are so in touch with so much information all the time. Uh, absolutely. You're talking about soaps, right? Yeah. Oh, I've yeah. always felt that way about soaps. And, you know, I mean, just, just to, not to blow my own horn, but just to explain what I think was one of the things that made Soap Opera Weekly so different uh, when we started it was 
it was always my goal to try to enlarge the world of soaps, to bring them to the real world, to to uh, try to engage them in in a way that showed that they weren't just so narrow in scope that they could reach out. That was what I always did with my editorials. We tried to, you know, we did those photos about. I mean, we had a voting issue for God's sakes, and uh, yeah, no, it's great. it was great too. It was very very forward thinking. And and I think that soaps have made a mistake by staying so narrow in their um, in their focus. I think part of it is because timeliness is fleeting, and um, I, I think that once you start something on a show, it's kind of hard to get out of it on a soap because of the way it goes, and then they're afraid that something will change, and then they'll be. But I think that they needed to be more daring. I, I do think it was a mistake. I think that soap stayed too far in the past, and I think that's one of the problems. It's a very well, good point you make. A very good point, by the way. Yeah, I mean, I, when, I and when she we're, we're, did make that point, though, like when she did make that point, that also begs the question of this. I just asked Michael Maloney this. He was just on the line. And you, of all people, are like this huge advocate, again, myself included, about Olivia and Natalia on the show. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? I mean, we've talked about this in emails for how long now, dear? Well, it's been going on a year, exactly, practically. Um, yeah. And it began so brilliantly, and I was so proud of Guiding Light. I said, boy, this is such a wonderful story to tell. It's such a true story. It happens to so many women. You're doing it with Olivia, who was like, you know, the man-eater of all time. Um, and she, you know, it brought out such a, a beautiful, soft side of her. Uh, mm-hmm. it, well, pardon? Yes, I agree. Yeah, and and then and then to cop out to cop out when they had nothing to lose is what really made. I mean, I would have been mad if they had everything to lose. I still would have been angry because you know, no pain, no gain, no chances. You don't progress. But to, but but the fact that they 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 had nowhere nothing to lose. So what if the few people got mad and stopped watching? There were thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people who were invested in that show and wanted to see it evolve in a realistic manner. Well, also, you know, I think that storylines like that show people that there are things to be compassionate about, and love comes in many ways. And and is, yeah, I absolutely. Mean, and you know, and soaps are so good at that. Yeah, I think that I think it's it's anything. I've always thought that the soaps were like Charles Dickens and and uh, Jane Austen. They were teaching experiences for you to be entertained, but also to give you uh, enlightenment as to what's going on in the world and what matters and what you know, and, and make people think about what matters to them, you know, and how they would react to certain situations. Uh, I, I, I couldn't. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go on. No, I was just going to say, I couldn't agree with you more, and it's something we've always talked about, the, the power of soaps to educate. I mean, soaps don't have that, you know, don't have that same function as they used to when people were far-flung, they didn't get information at, at, at the drop of their, you know, at a, a ping on their right. phone. Um, right. But, you know, sometimes they were exposed to something that they only knew in in, in a one way that they didn't have any real information about. And then when they saw the people in their stories, they, they saw them have pap smears and they saw them go through breast cancer and they saw them have, you know, gay friends, uh, which uh, I think All My Children was pretty much in the fore of that, uh, Michael Delaney. And they saw how prejudice hurt. They saw um, uh, interracial stories very early on, way before even primetime was doing them. I think that, and and I know that people like Eden and uh, uh, Crystal too. People get letters saying, you know, 
this has opened the minds of my mother, of the people around me. Uh, it, it's uh, it's made a huge difference in the way I see the world. I now understand my sister, my friend, my son, whatever. And uh, right. it's a responsibility not to be taken lightly, but also to be able to use it both as great storytelling fodder and as a way to enlightenment. Right. Because, you know, we're born the way we are, and nature creates people the way nature will. And, uh, and we, if we spend less time criticizing and shunning and, and, and making fun of and, and making trouble for, then we wouldn't be having all the problems we are in the world. If people would start to talk to each other a little more and be open and informative, um, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, we are in the 21st century, people. Isn't it time? And 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 we see our, you know, again with media being so uh, much a part of our lives, we see every aspect of life. We know that there are people of all kinds that make up the world. This is not a surprise to us anymore. You know, many people come are coming out there. Uh, there are people, I mean, in all religions, there's no reason to be afraid. And I think fear is such, for some reason, fear is one of the blinding forces uh, in understanding. It, uh, people, brought on I don't, by ignorance. Brought on of course, ignorance. total ignorance. Ignorance exactly. fear. Right, right. But, but there's no excuse for ignorance anymore. There's, you know, unless you live on an, in an igloo, uh, without Wi-Fi, there's no reason for you to be ignorant of the real ways of the world and the heart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I think you feel like I do that each life that our touch, our life touches, should be better for it. That we should always do good, you know. And, well, and in, in our own small ways. I mean, I yeah, yeah. I, I was just talking to a, a very close friend of mine and saying that I, I, I wish that I had, uh, I wish there were ways that I had been better, and I still can be. I wish I, I was more uh, into the volunteering kind of a thing. I wish that there was more good that I had done in the world so far. But, you know, there's still time. I'm not but dead you know yet. But you know something, Mimi? Everybody feels that. And you know what I say to that? If you can do one thing for one person... When you can, one good thing for one person who's in need in any way. If we just touch, if we just let every life that we touch be better for it, if you just reach out where you can, take care of the people you can take care of, and if everybody was doing that for everybody else, then everybody would be doing the best thing because there's that expression, he who saves one person saves the world. Yes. You know? And well, I think I- that... I think it's a beautiful way to look at things, and, and in that case, uh, we could all feel a little bit better about ourselves, I think, uh, because yeah. I think most of us, certainly the people I know, you know, do try to to, to take care of each other and, and uh, love each other. I do. Right. I'm feeling very, I'm feeling very um, in love with the world, not the world, but with the people in my world and around it that touch it. Uh, there's a lot in the world that makes me unhappy, but I mean, close by, uh, I, you know, and it's interesting. That's a, kind of an interesting thing about Twitter. Uh, it's a very loving community. I well, think that's part of its allure. And that's and Are that, we? And how, a little bit. <laughs> pardon. Wait, and how? I'm sorry. Let me just ask this question. And how is that love that you're feeling in this world of Twitter? How can that be used on daytime television? I don't know. I don't know if it's uh, 
it's an interesting uh, thought. I mean, do you mean as a as I'm not quite exactly sure what you mean by that. Like getting the word out about daytime soaps, or like well, certainly. I, I mean, we know that it's certainly doing that with with uh, uh, Otalia and with Venice. But I mean, as a you mean as a uh, uh, some sort of a catalyst is. Um, well, I mean, just it just sort of like as we're talking about, you know, as 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 you go through life, you keep trying to do something for somebody else. You keep trying to do more to help other people. And on the soap operas, I'm not seeing that much. So I mean, maybe I'm missing something. I don't get to watch everything. Obviously, I've got to work also. But no, I mean, they're a dark place. No, soaps are a very not. dark place. Yeah. So what? So where? Where do we see the positive? Where do we see people reaching out to help people? Where do we see? Um, see, that's what I think will bring the audience back. Well, I think the audience wants to see something positive and inspiring. Well, I do too, and you know, it's interesting that in some ways, uh, and this always happens with the soap after it's been canceled, you know, uh, it always, you know, Guiding Light has been doing that. Guiding Light in the last, you know, several months is is very much about uh, selflessness. Uh, Even if it involves killing people, it's very much about selflessness. Uh, (laughs) And uh, that, you know, Dinah and Jeffrey and... um, Josh and uh, even uh, Olivia uh, and um, I think that uh, I think that that really the show is doing something that it used to do uh, that it lost in the middle years when everybody wanted to have action and uh, I mean I I can't even watch General Hospital anymore I I just I I don't watch half the shows anymore I don't watch all my children I don't they're just they're just not happy places to be, and I'm sort of not. In a, even though I do love dark stories, I have to tell you, I'm very drawn to drama and melancholy, and you know, I miss ER like Mad and Battlestar Galactica and Nurse Jackie and all Mad Men, which is the most depressing show I've ever seen, but that absolutely rocks my world. But I think daytime should do more than it does because it's there with us every single day, in a different kind of a more pervasive way. And I think that that's a great um, uh, positive uh, statement from you. And I think that we have another guiding light person on the line. Uh, we, we will in just we will in just a minute, uh, Mimi. Okay, and then and then I'm going to move on. Am I going to be then off off segueing off to to paying my bills again? Just tell me how it's going, and I'm happy to do it. You tell are going you. to be calling back in at this number. Okay, well. <laughs> Hold on just a second. Uh, let me write it on the back of my uh, home insurance bill. bill. Yeah. <laughs> home insurance bill. Yeah. Which we will be paying after the show is over. Yes, exactly. Right. Ready? I'm ready. Six four six. Six four six. Five nine five. Five nine five. Four two two eight. Four two two eight. And just call back in, and I think press one, right, Navelle? Press one, yes. Press one. And and we're going to be segueing to another dining light person that we we're sure may, you might have a question for also. When and shall I make this call back? Um, as soon as you hang up the phone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All <laughs> right. Make it any simpler than that. Uh, well, okay. you don't know me. All right, six four six five nine five four two two eight. Right. Yes. yes. Great, because I'm and numerically those- dyslexic. Press and one. all those fans out there, and all those fans out there, keep those phone calls coming in and those questions coming in. And back to you, Nadal. Okay, all thanks. Right. So long. I'll be back right. in a minute. Okay. And I will be back with our with our next guest. Who I'm not going to tell you that, but I want you 
while I'm getting the next guest on the phone, there was something I did want to do on the last show, but I decided to hold off on this until this show. I want you, Ms. Elvira, tell them about this letter that you got about Guiding oh. Light from a certain from a certain certain somebody. Oh well, when we were on Guiding Light. Um, you know, it was a four-network world, and uh, lots of people would watch us, and once in a while we'd hear about people watching us or get a note and be so surprised. And I don't know why we were. I mean, you know, we were, we were, we were great. So um, one day I was reading TV Guide, and TV Guide was talking, uh, did an article on celebrities, well-known people, and what soap operas they happened to watch. And amongst the people that watched our show was Fred Astaire and Betty Davis. And I was like, wow, Fred Astaire and Betty Davis are watching us. Wow. I mean, I just could not get over that. So I I found out where Betty Davis's agent was, and I wrote a letter and, uh, and a letter to Betty Davis, and I said, please, you know, we're so thrilled. My goodness, you yeah, so amazingly thrilled that you um, – watch our show, and if you're ever in town, please, Dan, take you to lunch, mate, would you like to come visit the studio? We would all be just amazed to um, to meet you. And she wrote me back, and she said how great everybody was on the show and that she would definitely come and uh, uh, visit if she had time. But I think that at that point she wasn't traveling that much, so she never did come to visit the show. But I, was, I thought, my God, this is my Academy Award. I mean, my Lord, a, a letter from Betty Davis, a letter that she watches me and enjoys my work. I couldn't think of uh, higher praise because I, we know the battles that she fought um, to uh, create when she was a young actress and, and through her life. And she was, um, so, yeah, go on. She was definitely an advocate for good scripts, and she made her voice known. She wouldn't, she wouldn't play garbage. She wanted right. good quality writing, even right. back so then. She, right, and so she was watching during the Dawsons and uh, and uh, Douglas Marlin. Those those were the years I was on, and so um, so that's a tribute to them as well, isn't it? Because uh, she re- respected their storylines, which was great. Yes. So yeah, yeah. So we are back. I'm back with uh, Mimi. She Patty. called back another line. She's here. I'm here. Okay. Wonderful. I'm everywhere. Here, there, and everywhere. Right. Mimi, um, it's been about 20 minutes since you twittered. How are you doing? <laughs> oh, God. Well, you know, I'm paying those bills. <laughs> that I've been paying for about five days now, or six days, or maybe it's been a week. <laughs> and Nivelle, I'm, I am kind of shaky. <laughs> Nivelle, have we gotten our new young guest online yet? Nivelle? Whoops. Uh, who's here? Can we have a roll call again? Okay, this is Elvira. Right. And, and I'm Dawn from Town, USA. Okay. And Navelle, I guess Navelle's trying to get uh, our next guest online right now. And um, maybe I may introduce her. She's somebody who happens to be going to be on the last few shows of The Guiding Life, came back uh, recently uh, to recreate her character. And um, I worked, had the pleasure of working with her when I was on Dining Light. She's charming, wonderful, and exciting. And, and I uh, think I know who you're talking about. <laughs> pardon me? I said, I think I know who you're talking about. You do? Okay. Well, well wait for Navelle to bring her on. Are you there, Navelle? I guess he's still not. You know, I just want to say that I'm watching. Uh, I've got the TV on while I'm talking to you all, and mm-hmm. I've had... CBS on, and that they have done nothing but promo 
uh, Natalia's return. So if they feel so damn strongly about it, if they know that's, that Otalia is their money couple, you know, why did they, why did they do what they did to them why when they had them? Why hint at a great story and then run from it because you're scared of the controversy? Especially when you've been canceled. Well, you know, let's have some follow-through on that serve. Well, I think that they're dealing with it now. I think if you watch today's show, they were dealing with it very upfront. Oh, I'm sure they are, and I'm looking forward to it. I, I like to watch Guiding Light later on when I have no other distractions. But I'm just talking about the all the time they wasted. Um, right. But wasn't, you know, the, yeah, wasn't the young actress uh, actually pregnant in real life off having maternity leave? Yes, yes. It's not even the pregnancy I'm talking about. I'm talking okay. about the lack of intimacy that they that they uh, forced upon them for months and months and months and months. I, actually, the pregnancy story, uh, other than that, wouldn't have been so terrible, although it enraged me at the time, because it's a time-honored um, soap opera plot, the, the unexpected yeah. pregnancy from a one-night stand. Yeah. But... Oh, okay, you're back. I think I'm back now. Am okay. I back now? Can you hear me? Yeah. Am I good? Okay, yeah. I am here you're now. You're so good, Navelle. <laughs> am I back with? If, am I back with my wonderful lady person? <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Which one? You're all ladies. Am I back yeah, with Krista? Fabulous. Okay. So am I back Krista with Krista? Pedro. Yes. Now well, am I back yeah. with Krista? Please no, tell I don't hear her. Hello? There, we hear her now. <laughs> we heard her now. We heard her say hello. <laughs> you, you know what I'm going to do? This is Mimi, and I'm going to leave you all, because I think that I'm one voice too many here. Krista, it's so wonderful to hear your voice. It's so wonderful to see your beautiful face on television oh. again. And, Thank you. Um, uh, it's just you know, you light up the screen. So I'm going to say goodbye to everybody and let them have you all to themselves, all right? Oh. Mimi, are you going to be in Los Angeles? Well, I don't know. Maybe. We'll we'll see. But, you know, let, we'll find some time to catch up. I'd love to talk to you, okay? Stay here. Likewise. Okay, darling. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 So, so Krista. Hi, it's yeah. Elvira. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Elvira? Good. Are you getting over your cold? I understand you have a little cold. I do, and and it is better today, so, yeah. And you were able to function and do this for us today, even though you were sick? Oh, that's okay. Oh, believe me, I've been up since 5.30 nonstop. Wow. Had already a couple appointments, a huge shopping spree at the grocery store (laughs) with two little babies, and my husband is in bed today. Oh, so, and uh, so, made him a little so breakfast Kristen. in bed. Kristen, <laughs> tell, tell the audience about your two little babies because oh, they're adorable. I have a little four-year-old Michael, and actually Michael was on television last night. He made, um, I'd say, really? a big debut, but his debut really is going to be coming. Um, he was an extra on Guiding Light in what? the last episode, and uh, wonderful. Um, and last night we went to a Dodger-Cardinal baseball game, and uh, we sat in the front row, and as the woman was singing, singing God Bless America, they gave my little guy the best close-up. They call it an ECU, extreme close-up. Yeah. And I'm telling you, it was probably 10 seconds, and my husband was home in bed, 
and he called me and said, you won't believe it. <laughs> and uh, and then I have a, a little girl, and she's um, 22 months old, and her name is Julia. Okay. And they're adorable. They're oh. so cute. So yes. cute. Yep. Well, so I have, to, I have to tell you um, about the character of Mindy Lewis. Again, I... Wasn't even born yet when you were introduced, but I've done a lot of done a lot of old school watching you guys because thanks to the world of YouTube, mm-hmm. I was I was able to see the Four Musketeers, the original Four Musketeers in action, and I loved the Four Musketeers. Oh, thank what you. Was, you're welcome. What was it like doing all that stuff between the four of you guys, Philip, Mindy, Rick, Beth, all of that stuff? All of that stuff had to be exciting. I know you did like stuff yeah. in New York. Yeah, I'll tell you, we just, I think I laughed my way through it all, because um, even when they said cut, these guys were still (laughs) making me laugh, and uh, it was incredible. I think you just can't manufacture that chemistry, the the camaraderie that we had, and, Mm. you know, combined with great writing, a great storyline, everything came together at that time for us. And it was a really, really special time. It really was. Mm-hmm. It really was. And I, I do have a, a someone else. Uh, he called back in um, just now. Uh, we, he, he was here earlier. He's back again. I believe he would like to talk to you. Mr. Michael Maloney, contributing editor of Soaps and Death, has called back in. Hey, Navelle, this is what you get for giving me the phone number. You and Ovira both, but thank you very much. More Ovira than me. (laughs) That is true, and I I have to say that, you know, sometimes when you go to hang up the phone and it it doesn't disconnect, well, that that happened, and so I heard you guys talking about me, and I was like, wow, they they must know I'm listening because they were saying such nice stuff. Yeah, we didn't know anything of the kind. No, no, I'm teasing. I'm yeah, they did. Very dry-witted is hopefully. We were just speaking the truth. Communicate <laughs> soon. And Krista, it's nice to hear your voice and to hear the. Same here, Michael. I apologize. I've owed you a phone call, and we just got back in town from being on vacation for the past week. But still, I am. Um, I promise. I so want to connect with you. You are. When you are when this is time, over. And, and the next time I see you, I'm bringing you a, a Swiffer. Um, a Swiffer. <laughs> the Swiffer or the Duster? The, the Duster. She did the commercials for them, and I, I thought, that, I, honest to God, that's when I started trying them out, and I just uh, become a clean freak ever since. And they're pretty darn good. They work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's funny. Um, Procter and Gamble affected me on many levels. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I said I'd call back in, and it was great hearing those stories that, you know, you can you can see more and more of this on YouTube. I have no knowledge of the legalities of it all, but um, it is wonderful to have a, a platform, as they say, to um, to see some of this stuff. I, I wish uh, P&G would put it out, compilations out on DVD. You know, I think mm-hmm. they would like hot Yeah. It would sell. Couldn't that be interesting? Yeah, I mean, really, 72 years on DVD. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> How would you categorize that? You know, you know what's so crazy? Place have done it. Have, I saw. I just saw a compilation, or no, no, not even a compilation. A, a Peyton Place at Barnes and Noble. They had DVDs of it. I was flipping through alphabetically, probably looking for something, and, and there it popped up. And I thought, you know what? I, I bet these will sell. 
Uh-huh. But you know something else? That brings up a point also with all of these things on the Internet and all of these uh, cable channels. Why don't they just do an entire guiding light from the beginning on a cable channel? Wouldn't that be fascinating to watch how life and history and people change and all the big stars are on the show? I mean, so many, you know, so many interesting actors won Guiding Light through the years to start all the way back. Wow. Uh-huh. That would be interesting. Yeah, that would be you know, great. I, I think the emotions yeah. would be timeless and the commercials would be hilarious to go back. Yes. Yeah. Oh, know, my God. The actual yeah. uh-huh. That would be fun. So Should I even admit that I watched it all live? <laughs> Whatever. I think you just did. I think you just I, did. I, I watched Olvera live. I watched Crystal live. Wow. I think we broke Wait our a knob on our dial. I don't think I was. I don't think it was on live when I was on. I think we were already on tape. Were you? Well, on I mean, I watched it when it first aired. I don't watch it on oh, yeah, YouTube. Yeah, yeah. I actually watched it oh, no. when it aired. Right. 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 Krista, I have a question for you. Yes. This is Dawn from Soaptown, USA. I just wanted to know if you remembered to call Locke Wallace. I'm making the note. You uh, forgot again? No. I mean, I hate to come up with excuses, and I love Locke to pieces. And I, I just made another note. I am in the midst of um, putting together what, what was going to be a reunion now has turned into an event. And, um, really? Yeah, I'm, I'm putting together um, this reunion of a lot of past cast members and current pa- current cast members, and uh, and some of the production. And uh, we already are at about a hundred attendees, and oh um, and it's it's been occupying a little bit of my time, <laughs> to say the least. And um, and and Locke is certainly on that list, and he was one of or is. Such a wonderful person, and was one of the best stage managers we ever had. He was at Guiding Light for probably thirty, forty years. And, and so uh, calm, and so calm, yes. wasn't he? So uh huh. Yes, and the uh, nicest disposition. Ready now? <laughs> Sorry, go on, go on. And just a truly wonderful person, and made coming to work such a pleasure. So didn't he, didn't he kind of um didn't Locke uh pop in on camera during some of the big group party scenes? Was that an easy way for him to kinda be in the mix and, and not be afraid of, you know, being seen on camera because he he could just mingle right in sometimes? Exactly. And he would turn his back to the camera because a lot of times a lot of extras would not they would they were afraid to kinda speak up in the background. You know, but the stage manager kept saying, We need the hubbub as he would say, the hubbub, we need the, you know, and they wouldn't do it loud enough, so he would just walk out there and just literally go, hubba 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 and just make that noise in the background. That is rhubarb true. watermelon cantaloupe over and over and over again. Rhubarb yes. cantaloupe, rhubarb watermelon yes. cantaloupe. Yes. Known facts of how daytime TV is brought to you. <laughs> yes. Brought to us by Flipper. Uh, we actually have a we have a question from our chat room. Um, ACC two thousand eight wants to know: Are you still friends with Judy Evans, the original best friend from the show? Do you still keep... Am I? Yes, I am. In fact, I have some little note from her, I believe, regarding the party, my party. But um, she's such a wonderful, 
very compassionate person, Judy is. And uh, I wanted to get together with her on the West Coast. And, of course, she just went back east to do As the World Turns yes for a while and i'm really happy for her and uh yeah she uh she came to my wedding oh wonderful yeah and yeah. uh great girl very very sweet and uh um, yes what are your favorite memories from the show what are some of mine oh boy um i have memories off camera as much as i have on camera and uh, too bad somebody wasn't walking around with a little camera behind the scenes years ago. Um, uh-huh. We, uh, oh well, of <laughs> course, all of that New York sequence, you know, uh, when we were on location. Um, I would say um, the the wedding. Mindy had a wedding, both our first and second wedding. The first one being to Philip Spalding, where it was a gunshot wedding or a shotgun wedding, and uh, and Philip so didn't want to marry Mindy, but, um, you know, he was in love with Beth at the time. Right. So as we're standing there with the priest, and he said, and do you, Mindy, take Philip, you know, and I, Mindy says, I do. And he says, and do you, Philip, take Mindy? There's this long pause, and <laughs> Philip looks over at his shoulder to Mindy's granddaddy, H.B. Lewis, where H.B. is standing with a, a rifle, and then he looks at Billy, her daddy, and Billy just tilts his head down like, yes, you will say yes. And he comes back, and in this little mild voice, Philip says, yes. Oh, and by the way, at the same time, Mindy is squeezing his arm. Okay. <laughs> now, let me ask you this question This for, for the fans to look forward to. I understand that you are going to be on the final shows for Guiding Light? Yes. Oh. And anything I could tell you, I I can in general, not specifics, but um, there's going to be a surprise. It's going to be uh, a nice surprise. And uh, so, and it'll happen on the last episode. And uh, and I think the audience will be pleasantly surprised. Right. I hope. <laughs> Very general consensus. I like it yeah. though. Very. Yes. Very it, it will yeah. not be disappointing. I'll put it that way. And when exactly is the last show? Do you remember the last air date? I believe it's going to be September the 18th. 18th. Right. Yeah. Okay. It's a right. Friday. Right. Okay. Yes. Friday, ending the week. And there'll be no cliffhanger, but a great ending, right? Yes. Even Friday's cliffhanger will be gone, I guess, at that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you? We were discussing earlier about the possibility of having Guiding Light on uh, come back in the future. Well, I think there's definitely a possibility. You know, if it's not happening in the near future with our cable choices, I think with all of the development with technology whereby they're incorporating your computer with your television, (laughs) um, I think it's only going to have more opportunities and possibilities. So I think there might be something to that. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. And would would you be interested in taking part? Should it continue? Of course I would, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. 
I would. Um, now, do you know any inside buzz about any of the upcoming uh, like cast going to any other new shows? Oh, I think a couple actors are going elsewhere. Um, you know, it sounds like I'm talking about baseball players. You know, when mm-hmm. contracts are up or <laughs> they're free agents now. And uh, I know one or two is going on Days of Our Lives. I know um, one looks like maybe going to One Life to Live. Um, not 100% confirmed. Um, you know, and then I know a lot of actors, they're doing some stage acting. So I, I, I've been hearing a whole variety of um, different venues where actors are going to be. Yes, by the way, is, is Robert Newman in a show on Broadway right now? Session? Yes, he is, and I just saw him in it um, a couple of weeks ago. It's, um, it's called Sessions, and it's a musical, and he was fantastic. I have never heard, in all the years I've known Robert Newman, which I hate to date myself, it's going back to the early 80s, I've never heard him sing. And he has a beautiful voice, just beautiful. And I was blown away, and I just, I loved all the music in this musical. So um, I really hope it stays around. Well, I'm going to try to see it as soon as possible, because I just found out about this, and this is great. Yep, very session. exciting. Yes. The yeah, very exciting. And what about you, Alvira? What? What um, about me? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be seeing you next week on the red carpet, hopefully, at the, at the yes. Emmys. Yes, yes, indeed. You will. And, and uh, I'll, I'll be out there filming uh, for my documentary and bring you up to date on all that. And uh, okay, I'm good. very excited. Yeah, I'm very excited about that. Lots of things are, I mean, I'm just coming back to the industry as, as you know, especially uh, the daytime world. So hopefully mm-hmm. I'll be. Yeah. And uh, I'm looking for an agent. Should anybody want to be my agent, I am now available again. So <laughs> let's just put that plug right, right put in. Put the word out. <laughs> put the word out, exactly. Yeah, so I'm just coming back. So this is all very exciting, and I'm going to get to meet your babies, right? Well, yes, you will. But I know the audience, um, they've missed you, and they would like to see you back on the screen. Oh, you're very sweet. Yeah, Thank no, you. they would. I know. I would. So. <laughs> well, I enjoyed working with you because we both worked together on Guiding Light, and that was really a wonderful time. We overlapped our time by, whoa, about a year, was it? Yeah, yeah. I would yeah, say at least a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to yeah. jump in, if I could, and, and say that I think Hope really humanized Alan and made him vulnerable and I think the writing and the acting did a great job of that at the time showing and it, it was just uh it was just fantastic. Elvira, you, I you agree. are on this show to this day. Well thank that's you very right. much. Well yeah. the good thing is they didn't bring anybody else to play Hope after I played her, so I feel in a way that's a compliment. You know? So that was that was nice. And Michael, I have a quick question just to get your take um from a different angle of where could you possibly see Guiding Light in the future? You know, I was just talking to our Guiding Light editor at Soaps and Depth, and we were, you know, lamenting and mourning the, the loss of the show. And I, I thought, I just said out loud just a few minutes ago, I said, I wish they had kept it alive, you know, even on radio. I mean, find, mm-hmm. find right. the finances to keep it as a radio broadcast until maybe it could be brought back in a different economic climate for television, just just keep it alive. Keep I, it. I would have loved a, a through line, 
But right. they they could bring it back to its original. Uh, I do think people would listen on their iPods, on their Nanos, on their MP3 players. I think they would want to keep. I mean, I mean, this show did uh, was the first show I believe put on uh, available for iPod. So, huh. um I didn't know that. Yeah, it, did you know, I. I, wow. I think I think technology in a few years is going to be, you know, kids today growing up with it are, are just seeing it totally differently now. They they load things up onto their nanos and and they take off and it's just uh, the the timing of technology and business models that you know Gotting Light I think really suffered because of. You know uh-huh. something else also that we forget. I mean we don't forget, but everybody's aware of. I mean it's now. Most families, the husband and the wife, are both working, whereas when we were on the show, it was a lot more stay-at-home moms and college kids, and and, and uh, there was a lot more audience. And now um, people, unless they're TiVoing or, or, you know, taping it or anything like that, uh, that might be part of the attrition of the audience as well. People are working too many jobs. I mean, it's a sign of the economy. Right. You know? Yeah. You know, and I, from what I'm told, um, I hate to say this, but Guiding Light is being replaced by a game show. And I believe it's Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, one of those. Uh, no, it's Let's Make so, a Deal. Um, let's Make a Deal. Let's Make a Deal is replacing the light. And I think oh, it is? Yeah, it's, uh, Wayne um, Brady has got to be hosting it. Oh, okay. Very um, depressing. Oh, yeah. Very, very depressing. Well, all I can say is I am so glad... I found my way back home to Guiding Light before oh. that happened. Yes. I'm so glad. You know, yes. That's wonderful. We love Wonderful as Mindy. We are glad to have you here for as long as it is. Thank you so much for coming out today. Oh, I really my pleasure. It. You take care, okay? All right, thanks. And you too. And um, big hug to you, Michael. And Michael, I'm calling you within an hour, okay? You know, back at you, and no worries. I know how busy people be are. Believe me, absolutely. But I have a few logistics to work out with you, or you know, you know what I mean. And please, and, yes, I'll hear. You please tell, please tell Locke I love him, and please give him my information, and I'll come I get sh- his from yours. Okay? I sure will. Thank yes, you. I will. All okay, right. and big you. hug to you. See you in two weeks. Oh, very, yeah. and and Nadal, thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank All right. You. Talk to you soon. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Now we have another person in the holding pattern, don't we, Navelle? Navelle? He might be. He might be trying to get him on the phone now. <laughs> okay. So I think that was really great of Krista to be on. She was fantastic and, and, and her usual lively one. So. And isn't that cute that her son's going to be an extra on the final episode of Guiding Light? Yes. Her son's oh. adorable. And I wonder whose who's, who's child he's supposed to be. Yeah, Doesn't that you'll have to tune in and see. <laughs> that's right. That's sad. Like a good surprise, like whose baby is this? <laughs> that's somebody's baby. <laughs> oh, Vera, I think you have a new career in hosting uh, radio <laughs> after. Yes, she does. You know, you're really keeping this alive and moving, and it's terrific, as well, Novella is, I'm of course. It. But it's just great. No. But I'm just loving it, too, you know, catching up with everybody. It's kind of fun to have this little, I mean, we should probably do it in private, but it's not the air, you know, catching up with everybody. So yeah. do you have any other, Michael, do you have any other comments? Um, gosh, you know, like a million. I mean, I think that, um, I, you know, I was 
thinking of ways in which you know Guiding Light fans can hang on to the show. I, I I know that one of the theme songs to the show can be downloaded off iTunes. Um, I think it was the the theme that ran through most of the 90s. That it, you know when it came along, uh, you know people who love tradition were like, um, oh no, I like the old one. But now that that tune is kind of nostalgic just because it's been gone for about, gosh, maybe 10 years or so. Um, Mm. And there are two books on Guiding Light that I think fans, if they're not already on their bookshelves, there was the uh, mid-90s coffee table book by Julie Pohl and Kaylee Haynes, and um, there was a 1987 50th anniversary book by Christopher Shemmering, and both of them... um, I have that one memorized. Yeah, they're they're real love letters to the show. Um, the Shimmering book has a new uh, printing out. It's it's not just the old one. It it it, it came out in a newer printing. And um, <coughs> I think I know there were two sanctioned videos uh, that came out. Uh, Roger the something years and Reba the Scarlet years uh, that were licensed. And that I, uh, in fact I just saw them on eBay. The the bidder is probably going to kill me for this, but. Um, the, the bid was kind of low, and I think there was only one bidder. And um, I think that yeah. the, the, those are great ways to kind of, you know, have keepsakes of the show um, for fans who are going to miss it. How are you guys? Hey. How hey. are you? Again. We're good. How are you? <laughs> I'm fine. So who do we have now? I don't know. You, you want to introduce yourself, or do you want me to introduce you? No, this is Elvira. I'm asking who you're having now. Who's next? Yeah, um, sir, um, Mr. John Wesley Ship, I believe, is with us. Yes, hi. Hi, John. Hey, John. Elvira, hey, how are you? I'm so glad to talk to you, John. Hope to see you next week in California. And yes, uh, Are you going up. to Krista's party? Is that next week already? Yeah, yeah, yeah it is, isn't it? Oh, my goodness. But, John, I just wanted to immediately say, are you still singing? Because I remember when we were on Guiding Light, you were singing away. <laughs> I was. You know, the funny thing is, I, I came up to San Jose. My dad came out here to pastor the new community of faith in San Jose. And uh, and I came up here. He had heart surgery in December. And I came oh. up here to help out and ended up taking over the music at the church. So I'm doing quite a bit of singing. And I went up to sing a wedding in San Francisco last weekend and... And so it's kind of been a resurgence of, I, you know, I had always sort of kept singing for myself after the soaps, pretty much, and, and did straight dramatic work. But but it is, it was my first, I think, uh, talent, music, and uh, it's been good to 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 return to it. And my dad's doing great. Um, you know, he's oh, back to so preaching full time. And That's wonderful. Oh. Yeah. oh, so glad. Glad to hear that. And, then, and just one more thing before Naval takes over. Uh, I remember, was it NYPD Blue where you played that very violent character? Yes, the the drug addicted cop on NYPD Blue, Roy Larson. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you were fantastic! Oh my God. Thank you. Really? It's interesting because yeah. at the same time I was uh, I was doing a play that was set in Brooklyn in 1936, uh, <laughs> the killing of Michael Malloy at at uh, theater in. Uh, Los Angeles. So uh, the two energies fed off of each other. You know what I mean? It was great how that worked out. Right. Fascinating, isn't it? I mean, it's just wonderful. I think what's really great, Naval, don't you and Dawn, don't you feel 
What's great, and and Michael is hearing about the lives after Guiding Light, um, about yeah. how people have gone on and and what they're creating and how they're continuously using their talents. Yeah. Very exciting. Now let's. Navelle, you want to ask you about Guiding Light days? I do, I do, I do. Let's let's talk about Mr. Kelly Nelson. You were involved with. Uh, Lisa Brown's character, Nola, for a time. I know a lot of people were uh, very, very into that story. And I believe, wasn't there, a, wasn't there a, like a fantasy sequence that Nola had about about your character and her character? At one we point? had one of the great things we had, we, we used to laugh that, that we had the Guiding Light uh, Repertory Theater Company because we did many fantasies. We did a big tap dancing, singing fantasy where I was the Dick Powell character and she was the Ruby Keeler character and Shipmate right. forever. Mm-hmm. And then we had a Casablanca fantasy and we had we, we had many fantasies that we got to sort of uh, play different parts. Often uh, Lisa would be um, the Betty Davis character and was very excited when Betty Davis herself wrote to Lisa and said uh, something on the order of you got the stuff, kid. And Fred no, Astaire. Fred Astaire was wrote, a fan of, of Guiding Light. She wrote too, the letter. John, she wrote the letter to me and shared it with the cast. That oh, Lisa, yeah? That, you know, she wrote about Lisa and everybody, how great you all were. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Isn't that great? That is. <laughs> I mean, it was what yeah. a trip to think. You mean Fred Astaire and Betty Davis <laughs> would recognize <laughs> me? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> it is. It is. It's like getting our awards, you know? That was award enough. They were watching us, right? Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Um, wouldn't it be great if they had, like, a tape, Naval and Don and Michael as well, wouldn't it be great if they had a tape of all those wonderful musical segments from Guiding Life? It would be. It, well, I'd like to have see the fantasies cut together. You know, yeah, I, would, I think it would be a real trip. That would be so fabulous because those productions were amazing, amazing. And we're so proud of you guys. You did such a good job. Oh, thanks. Well, we had fun, didn't we, Elvira? I mean, in those days, uh, yeah. daytime was kind of kind of riding the crest of a wave. We got to go on location to Tenerife and Spanish Canary Islands and to St. Right. Croix and and not to not to not to slight you know Laurel Falls up in <laughs> up in Canada, <laughs> but, but we had a great time. Well, you, Remember those great pictures I took of you strutting around in your bathing suit on terrorists? You're gorgeous. Oh, my God. <laughs> they come back to haunt me to this day. You know, yeah. it's funny. Someone asked me the other day about my guiding light experiences, Kelly Nelson. I said, well, I sang You Needed Me, and I wore a Speedo, and then I sang You Needed Me in my Speedo, and I figured, well, that's, what else? I'm going to be fired now. I mean, what else can I do? <laughs> that's so funny. It's so Isn't funny because someone, someone in the chat room was actually saying, "Long live the speedo, Matt." <laughs> Matt, that's all for you right there, baby. I mean, he just flat out just said, "Long live the speedo," like right as soon as we brought John on. That's the first thing he said. <laughs> I swear, we terrible. never live these things down, do we? No. no. <laughs> but, but let me tell you, in your case, I wouldn't want to live it down. You're hot. You know? <laughs> Thanks, honey. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you. It was, like, very interesting when I would go out on the road and be uh, talking to fans. They'd be saying, so, uh, are you and John? Uh, I said, no. <laughs> no she said, I said, well, tell him, tell him I'm available. I said, definitely. I remember, I think one time I brought you back a list of the numbers. I don't remember you acted on it. But um, you certainly uh, 
created a, a unique fan base separate from anybody watching me, I'll tell you that right now. So. <laughs> oh, I don't know, Elvira. I think they probably overlapped. Come on. <laughs> Maybe slightly, but, I mean, my goodness, you had very ardent fans. And I think I remember once in one of the magazines there was actually a picture of me bowing down to you after you sang or something as your greatest fans. You we had a that? great time. We did. Yeah. We did. We had we a did. great time. Also, I think there was... There was, we were very serious about our work, and we enjoyed it very much. And I think one thing CBS did right was we, they really tried to cast uh, actors, you know, that had done theater work and had a, had a sense of camaraderie about being part of a company. And, and Elvira, certainly, you know how that I feel this way about you, that you certainly contributed to that, that whole atmosphere. And, and we had a mutual respect and fun and were silly and... It was a good time. It was a good time. Yeah, and you know what I really did like about it, and I do tell people, we were a real rep company. There was yeah. no star system. We were a rep company. We all uh, respected each other and looked out for each other and praised each other and held each other up and held each other's hands. And, oh, I forgot one. Oh, my God, do you remember the April Fool's joke we planned on Alan Potter? Which Which one? <laughs> which one? <laughs> Remember when I went up to him and he was just he was just planning to take me on a location and I said I was, said I was You're pregnant, pregnant and I went and then you and you and Lisa and Maury, um, um, Marcia oh, Clark. Clark tell them what you said to him I mean, we were we were really mean but I mean didn't we all said, we had we were all getting ready to go on location and we didn't we have like right. three or four people go in separately uh, one right. at a time over a couple of day period and inform Alan. That uh, that they were pregnant, which right. of course she was about to invest all of this money, and then it ended Elvira with uh, with uh, Sharita, didn't it? Going with in, Sharita told him too. Yes, no. she went in, no, and that no, was no, the no. end of the joke. Sharita, she no, went no, in no, and no, said, no. no, no, she said that on the stage, but no, no, but you went in, you and Marsha did the performance of your life. Oh, what did we do? You, I remember, I remember, yes, you, but I don't you, remember what we did. You said that Marsha was very sick. Oh, that's, you oh my God, we didn't. Yeah, I had to leave the show because you were the only one who was there to take care of Marsha. And you were actually oh. sitting, sitting in your dressing room with him, and we were standing outside listening to this sobbing going on in the dressing room, and him walking out, he walked out so upset and he then he came down this is the first time I've seen him come to the sound stage in years and all of a sudden he walked on later that afternoon onto the sound stage and looked at us all and then we all looked at him and said April Fools and he was looking so so, so he really was looking upset. so great and the and the capper was Sharita walked over him and said, Alan, it's a miracle. I'm pregnant and then we all said, <laughs> we all said we all said April Fools and he said, Oh my god That's right. I had forgotten that, Elvira. I forgot that Marsha and I did that, but we did. We really got into it. I mean, it was shameless. Oh, well. Yes, it was. I wish we had You know what's so funny about this? Dawn, Michael, you probably both would know about this. I mean, it's just so funny that you said that April Fool's joke because I just think about that as the world turns thing back in 2001. There was actually three women that had to go on maternity leave because they were actually pregnant, and they just oh had been 
Martha we always Byrne. used to laugh about the potted plant. You know, they'd haul out the potted plant, <laughs> yeah. and suddenly a character, every scene they did would be from behind a potted plant for, you know, or however the long. Hat. The potted the big, plant with the big, the big purses. <laughs> the big hat. The big hat. Oh, God. And then they made me pregnant on the show. Yes, that and was fun, I, wasn't it? Oh, my God. Do you remember what I was doing about that? Because I wasn't dating anybody at the time, and I did very much want to get married and have children, and that wasn't working out in my life. Do you I remember know. what I did at the studio? I put up the great. I put up a sign that said, Get, get the Hope Bauer Spalding Pregnant Sweepstakes. You know, put your ballots in here. I mean, it was just like, I was just trying <laughs> I was just trying, you know, I thought, well, maybe I'll even just get a date out of this. I mean, you know, it's just, it was just. <laughs> Listen, don't so let her, funny. don't let her kid you. As beautiful as Elvira is, she had no lack of offers, but that, it was a funny shtick. She was, was. You were always saying that you were desperately trying to get a date. Of course, we all knew differently. You know, she was oh, beating them away with bats, but, you no, know, I, I mean, it was very I funny. I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish. But I mean, it was just a, but we had such fun. I mean, we did have this great camaraderie back then. All of us went to see Lisa Brown on Broadway and 42nd Street, and all of us supported each other. We all went to see Marsha Clark at the Improv when she did stand-up right? comedy. I mean, we all and, did. And I think, uh, I think uh, who else was doing a play at the time? I think Kevin Bacon was doing an off-Broadway play. We went to see him. When my sister I mean, and I did a show at Caroline's, that nightclub, right? the whole cast, yeah, came, including head writer, producers. It was great. Right. We, we, yeah. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was it was the golden years of television, as far as I'm concerned. I'll never forget those years. It was, not that I sit here every day thinking back on Johnny Light, but you know, when when I do think about it, it was just so exciting. And I do, gosh, I'm so excited. I'm going to get to see you because I, I've lost track of many people, and I'll tell you all about that when I see you. Yeah. But um, let's all, you know, let's all hold on tight to each other from now on. It's too exciting to know each other, yeah. you know, and to to have that go forward. And I have watched you through the years with all these wonderful performances you've done and always been so amazed and fascinated with the different uh, things you've brought to your characters and uh, just so proud that I got to work with you. So, you know, thank hopefully you, one day again. That's, that's hopefully one day again. Thank you. Yeah, thank, absolutely, no. yes. Looking forward. Let's, let's, work, yeah. let's work again. Let's put yeah, that let's energy out there. Yeah, yeah, let's do that something together. Yeah, with players. each other, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so... Um, Anybody else have any good questions for our gentleman? John, let me ask you, um, have you kept in touch with anyone from the show? Marcia Clark and I are constantly in touch. Uh, she's living in California in Studio City. And so we're every week, uh, at least, you know, we either t call or talk or email or get together for lunch. And, and uh, uh, let me see, who else? Who else specifically from Guiding Light? Lisa Brown and I occasionally talk. Um, I haven't seen Kevin in a while, although I did uh, guest star in The Closer uh, with, uh, with, uh, with Kira, Kira, his yeah. wife. And he had just directed the previous episode, so there was a near miss <laughs> there. <laughs> um, but, nice. but it is, you know, it's funny because you do get, I mean, some people think, they hear us talking about, how close, you know, we were on different projects, and they may think that we're being disingenuous, but because then you say, well, then I haven't talked to them in so long. But what you don't understand, possibly, is that um, it's so intense when you do work together. When you're in a studio sort of hermetically sealed from the rest of the world, pouring your guts out for 18 hours a day, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. You do form 
uh, an intimacy and a special bond that is quite particular and quite special and quite unusual. And there is a genuine regret that, my God, I shared this huge hunk of my life at the beginning of my career, you know, mm-hmm. uh, when anything was possible. And, and I haven't talked to them in so long. So I'm really grateful that Chris is getting us all together uh, for the uh, yeah. Guiding Light tribute on the Emmys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's so You're going to go to the Emmy Awards? Um, probably not. Probably not, uh, but uh, we'll we'll try to talk to you anyway because uh, Nabelle and I will be on the uh, and Patrika will be on the red carpet interviewing people. So oh, that's so you, awesome! That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, so, so maybe you need to come down. Maybe we'll work that out too. That would be fun. Yeah. Have you coming down? You know, it's just it's actually more fun to do the red carpet than to sit through the show. So <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Uh, particularly you know. if you're nominated, it is excruciating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, yes. you have a couple of those already, John. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very fortunate. Yeah. I'm, I was fortunate to work, again, with great cast and to work for uh, uh, the wonderful Douglas Marlin, a wonderful writer who was very organic in his creation of stories and back characters and very specific about making each character sound different. And I was, uh, I've been richly blessed in my professional experience in daytime. Yes, he was. And do you remember being on location with him where we were, let's see, where were we? I think Tenerife. Yes. We were at dinner one night and we were laughing our heads off and he turned to you and said, my God, she laughs. <laughs> and I said, what are you talking about? And he said, well, you're always so sad on the show. I said, well, hello, you write it. You know, you have me doing all these crying scenes, right? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Quite often you bore the emotional content of yeah. <laughs> of the show, but but that's what's so wild. It's like you look at someone like Sharita or uh, certainly Elvira, and you look like I'll, I'll talk about Sharita. You know, on one hand, yeah. there was the mother of us all. There was yeah. she was always well, dear. Let's have a cup of coffee and talk about yeah. you know. And on the other hand, there was this sassy, sexy, spunky, sarcastic, devilishly humorous woman who would keep us all laughing in rehearsals at 7 a.m., you know, that, that, that the outside right. world didn't see. Right, right. And she really set, I think she really set the, the, the tone of the studio, yeah. you know, that we were the rep company, you know what I mean? I think that she led us very well. I think that was also true, uh, now that I'm thinking about it, um, about, um, Oh, God, now I've, I've just blanked on her name. I have just blanked on her name. I can't believe it. Graham's in Dawson's Creek. Ah, ah. I, I cannot believe it. As soon as I I, I'm going to have to call you back. I can't believe it. <laughs> but, uh, what, talk what, about what instant her, intimacy her, and then losing touch. But, but, but the thing, she played Graham's. Okay. She played uh, 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 um, Michelle uh, Williams' uh, grandmother. I cannot believe that I've blanked on her name. But anyway, uh, she was so funny and sad. People wouldn't even recognize her, you know, off the set right. because uh, right. it was just so not, you know. Right. And, you know, I was thinking about all the people that we've lost, like Charita and Christopher Burneau and um, 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 the, pl- fa- the man who played my father, Mike Bauer. Um, okay, now I'm blanking. Don Stewart. 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 Stewart, thank you. And uh, so many more, um, you know, over the years. I mean, they're no longer with us, and they were so much a part of history. And so I do hope that the Emmys do tribute these people 
uh, in some way on the air because they were the the they were the show, you know. Yeah. They were they were everything. Uh, John, you know, thinking of Mary Beth Peel. Mary Beth Peel. You know, I'm there we go. I'm furiously looking through my email contact list because I'm mortified <laughs> that I mean, God forbid she should. I'll get such a thrashing because Mary Beth is someone I've kept in, in contact with. But you know how that goes. I tell you, the aging process is a wonderful and terrible thing. The only reason I know is I looked it up on the Internet, believe me. <laughs> That's what I should have done. Here I am. I, I literally am sitting here at my computer furiously going through my contact list of my emails because I was like, I cannot hang up this phone. Well, uh, you know, you know what's so good about Good about having a journalist like Michael Maloney on the phone is he knows how to get that information and fast, right? Yeah. Well, I, I think anyone with IMDb can, Elvira, but bless you. And and sometimes a name I will not be able to put my fingers. It's on the tip of my tongue. And if I'm if I'm in person, forget it. If I'm at my computer, I can cheat with the best of them. Michael, what's going on with Dancing with the Stars? What's up? You know, they announced the new cast, and um, I hope to be covering it. I plan to be covering it for America Online uh, this this season, and I think it's going to be great. I mean, there are some terrific names, and um, uh, they're they're always changing it up. This year they've added 16 to the cast as opposed to, I think, like 12 or 13, which they usually have. So I think each year uh, they, they bring on, you know, new twists to it. Um, last year there were a lot of real-life couples on it, and this year, you know, they're adding more names, which I think is great. And John, I, I think you'd be a terrific contestant on it. Yeah. Well, hey, Elvira Dance is a mean Tarantella. I've seen her do it on many a break, so just Both keep of that. Both <laughs> fantastic. Excuse me, I was dancing on breaks. That's good. Absolutely. <laughs> I was telling was fake you. sob stories about about uh, imaginary illnesses, and you were tap dancing on the piano. <laughs> I don't think so, but that's very funny. Oh, my God. Well, that would be actual fun to see you on that show, actually, John. Well, wow. you know you know who has, has been after me and who, who who is in her salsa classes faithfully is Mary Margaret Humes, who played my wife on Dawson's Creek. I call her my widow oh. because, of course, Mitch Leary died in the fifth season, but my widow wants us very much to be on <laughs> Dancing well, with the Stars. Why not? Yeah, why not? Why not? Put yourself Anything out there. Possible. Go audition. Go work Any- up a dance, the two of you, and just show up and start dancing across the set, right? <laughs> Matter of fact, maybe we'll, maybe we'll get you some tickets to go sit there through uh, our mutual friend, right, Michael? Uh, I, absolutely. Let me see what I can do. Yeah, sure. yeah maybe, we can, maybe we can get you tickets to sit there and be introduced and maybe be, have a, two of you do a little dance. You never know what's going to happen in life. You just never that's, know. Anything's possible. That's, that's one thing I have learned. Yeah, and the wonderful afterlife of Guiding Light, right? Wonderful careers that everybody has gone on to. And so excited to get to catch up with you. And really, let's try to have a nice quiet lunch or something when I'm out there. Thanks, okay? Let's do it. Let's make sure and do yeah, it. Let's do it. And then, Paul, anything else? I actually wanted to get this in there. I know a fan really wanted to... And I wanted to get that in there before we let you go. They wanted you to basically, and this is from Dan. Dan, if you're listening, this is for you. He loved you when you were on As the World Turns. It's Doug Cummings. Mm-hmm. Loved you in that role. He wanted to basically want to find out how did you like playing that that particular character on that show. That was very, very it was, intense. It was a dream come true. I mean, what better 
It was also very smart if you stop and think about what Douglas Marlin did. Essentially, you know, he had gone from Guiding Light and was now writing As the World Turns. He had created Kelly Nelson on Guiding Light, who was the guy every girl's mother would want her to marry and date and be with, an, an absolutely good guy, um, upright, forthright, you know. Who wore Speedo well, let's put that in. <laughs> and he brought all of that energy from Kelly Nelson into the role of Douglas on uh-huh. As the World Turns. So that nobody ever suspected when the secret admirer story ha- started happening on one end of the uh, of the city and the murders started happening on the other end of the cities, nobody connected them with each other and nobody connected them to me because I was kind of a Kelly Nelson character that was going to swoop in and and be the answer to all of uh, Julianne Moore's uh, character Franny to all her problems. And so when it did turn out to be me, uh, be me, the phones lit up at CBS. <laughs> And I have to tell you, to go from four years of playing a really good guy uh, to be able to take that energy on to another show and have such a beautifully written story and beautifully acted by by the rest of the cast story, um, to take that all the way into absolute dementia. Uh, (laughs) I mean, how can you beat being stabbed in the back with a crystal cylinder by a loyal friend during a rape attempt? I mean, where else does that happen? Oh, my God. <laughs> you forget. Exactly. Wow. You know, Doug, God, I have to say, as someone who writes about minutia, you know, I will see in articles people say, oh, Doug got stabbed by a letter opener. And I thought, you know, Doug Marlin did not do that cliche. He did not do the cliche of the letter opener. He made it a crystal cylinder. A crystal say, cylinder, yes. That was a, a touch that just was the cherry on the cake. You know, my parents uh, actually edited out that entire uh, Dream's End or Land's End or whatever the name of that place where I kidnapped Kim and Franny and took them to uh, at the oh. end of the storyline. They, they, they edited oh. everything out from the first murder to the oh. first note that Kim received and anything that touched on that story over the course of eight months and edited it together as a mini-series, a rather lengthy mini-series, more like a series. And uh, they said, you know, the astounding thing is that nobody that they could find was in the place that they could not have been at any given moment in order for the storyline, very complex, multi-level storyline to make sense. And that that takes planning. I mean, we're talking about five hours of television a week, not one mistake. Yeah, not not having me uh, in a place or somebody say that I was in a place with them right. when a, when Marie got murdered. And we've seen the opposite, unfortunately, as viewers. We've seen we've seen people in scenes where someone else is being killed, and then later that someone in that other scene simultaneously is revealed as the killer. And you know, the audience can tell when they're making it up as they go along. But you know, I mean, look at the, I have to say though that working that way. Uh, as a writer, uh, 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 that talk about long days. I, uh, I just wonder sometimes the enormous toll that working that way, in which he had his hand in everything, in which his outlines could be 25 and 30 pages. I wonder the tremendous toll it took on him. Uh, but uh, certainly his audiences were richly blessed. You know, I, I just want to say one more thing. Do you remember that incredible party he had for all of us at his house? 
Oh, yeah. Didn't we end up, uh, there was a small group group of us that ended up telling stories in the attic. That was such an incredible house in New Canaan, Connecticut. Oh, my God, huge mansion. It's like your dream house of every movie you've ever seen and beautifully decorated with antiques. And he had had buffet tables overlaid with food. It was like something out of a grand movie, wasn't it? I mean, it was. That house was originally the, I think it was the governor's house. In, in Vermont, and it was dismantled and marked board by board and nail by nail and reassembled on a beautiful uh, stretch of land on the Silver Mine River in New Canaan, Connecticut. Oh, beautiful place. Cute. And I still have the pictures. I'll have to find them. I have a whole album of pictures of all of us. And we were all children. Put them on <laughs> Facebook, babe. <laughs> no, no, no. That's our private. That's our private. No. I don't do Facebook or any of that stuff. I'm so private, it's ridiculous. That's why I've disappeared. But anyway, I'll bring you up to date when I see you. But I'm so excited we got to talk to you. Thank you, me Thank too. Thank you. It was so great. Thank Thanks, you guys. so much. Yeah. Take care. So, Take care. Bye-bye now. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. You know, guys, I actually also have to get ready for another interview I'm doing, so I'd like to uh, thank you, and and this was just fantastic for me as well. It was really great. Uh, I hope everyone checks out um, our uh, the Soaps in Depth issue of of um, coming out in mid uh, coming out on September 14th that will contain, you know, a, a big tribute to Guiding Light. Okay, great. Definitely, great. we'll look forward for that. Remember, I want my nine copies and. You own your address. And, and I'm buying cool. ten copies, so don't worry, it'll unless sell. You, unless you buy it, um, <laughs> uh, I, I really, uh, how can I check this out? Can I go to the web and will there be a podcast of this or is it? There will be a podcast of this. Um, all you got to do is, once it's over, it, all you got to do is log on at www.buzzworthyradio.net. Fantastic. So I can say, wow, I don't really sound like that, do I? No, I'm just kidding. Um <laughs> Episode yeah, number 201 is what this one is. So. Terrific. I will check it out. Thank you both right. again. We'll talk okay, to you later. Take care. Bye. Bye, Michael. So, thank you very much, Naval. It was terrific doing this with you today. Yes, and it I, was. I, I, I just, it's re- it was really, I'm sort of a little, I'm a little bit emotional right now, you know, talking yeah. to uh, everybody. It was great. It was great. Did we miss I think we missed did you. Did we miss? But we'll, did you call her? No, I'm about to get in touch with her right now, and um, I know I know both of you guys want to want to have Judy here, but you know what? We're gonna have a special show for her just for you guys because we didn't get her here in this in this show. So don't worry, we're not gonna leave her out. She will be here. So we're gonna have a special showing for her. So I will as soon as I get the timestamps for that, I will let you all know exactly when she will be here. It's okay, so not. you'll let her know. All right. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Thank so, you. um, I just want to say before we wrap things up here, everybody who tuned in, it was a great crowd. We had a lot of people here listening to the show today, and you know, 72 years of a wonderful drama that is guiding life that's going to be leaving us. I really don't want it replaced. I don't want it ending, and I don't want a game show taking the place of it. I, I mean. How can how can a game show replace so many years of Guiding Light? And again, no matter what we say about it now, no matter what has happened on the show throughout its years being on the air, how can we how can we get rid of such a staple, a daytime staple? When you think of daytime dramas, you think of Guiding Light. 
You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's what I think of. I mean, that's, that's me, and I don't know how many else feel that way, but the minute I think of soap opera, I think of Guiding Light. It's been here the longest. It's, it's, it's done so many things on this show that not many people will forget, and a lot of people will love. I mean, what other soap has a woman go into a fountain and proclaim herself the slut of Springfield? Well, who does that? Who does that? Who else does that? Nobody. 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 And they're getting rid well, of that. But well, let's hope that we all see everybody from the show somewhere else, and maybe they will bring the show back. I mean, just seem to feel that's still a possibility. So let's hope there's something in the future. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I want I want to thank you again for coming out here today again this week. I am looking forward to seeing you out there in L.A. in about a week from Sunday. Right. right. I'm and looking we'll, forward to and we'll we'll be rocking it on the red carpet. I'll be the one with the big gold for off and coat. My father gave me that year's so as a child, so I have an occasion to wear it. The good luck coat, so I'll wear it. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dawn, too, for coming out here and helping us out today. Great. No problem. Great. Great. Thank you, girls. Thank you so much. You take care, okay? All right. Bye-bye. Wow, you guys. That was a great two-hour program that we just had. I am still happy with the turnout. I'm still happy with everything that went on with the show today. And it was it was a fantastic program. Thank you all so much for tuning into the show. I would love to have more shows like this on happier, happier occasions, of course. Uh, but I want you guys to tune in to tomorrow's show with Jim Romanovich. He will be our guest tomorrow afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. So make sure you guys check out that show. He will be joining us to talk about the Daytime Emmys as well as the Daytime Kids Back, as well as the fact that he is also producing the Daytime Emmys this year. Um, actually, his company, he himself, not alone in that regard, but his company, ATI, Worldwide Media and Entertainment, is producing the Emmys on the CW, so... Thankfully for him and his company, we have an Emmys to go to this year. So I want to commend him for that. So I'm looking I'm looking forward to speaking with him tomorrow. But for all you guys, make sure you guys get the latest buzz with Buzz Radio. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Take care. Have a good day. Hi, this is Dr. Blockstein, and you're listening to Buzzworthy Radio on Block... What? No, I, I can't do it like he does it. I, I just can't. All right, I'll try. <coughs> it is Buzzworthy Radio, where you can get the latest buzz on all your favorite children's stars. Buzzworthy. <laughs> God, that hurts my voice. Can't get enough of Buzzworthy Radio. Log on now to www.buzzworthyradio.net to get the latest news on upcoming guests, past shows, and videos of all your favorite stars. <laughs> Keep getting the latest buzz with Buzzworthy.